right. Everyone help set up for the party. Aww. Can't I just fart around instead? To the Sox Cast, episode 52, the only podcast to be cease and desisted by Nintendo. I'm your, host, I'm your host, Polly. That can't be true. Always. Oh my god. It, it can be. It can be. But that's, that's later. Later. Uh, to my immediate virtual right, his noodle comes in one level of firmness. Dunk. It's Rhett. Oh, it's me. Okay, I thought you were saying John. You're to my immediate virtual right. I know, have... I know. I was doing a joke. That wasn't a good joke. How was that a joke? See, the joke would be if you set up a dick joke and then threw to John. Ah. Yeah, but that... So I was being... I don't care about John's dick, personally. I mean, I, I have that's, no... That's, that's well, the joke. Dro- way to drop a bomb here, Polly. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, Rhett, I got a, I got a funny email this week. Oh, boy. <laughs> it was really good. There's only one really good part about it, because basically it was just trashing me for being on the Sox cast. <laughs> but, uh... but he had very, he had very specific words for me. Well, what, one specific uh-huh. word for me, and he called me a douchebag. Oh, right. How do you, how, how do you spell douchebag, Rhett? The correct way. The correct way. way. How do you how do you spell douchebag the correct way? D o u c h e b a g. You wanna know how he spelled it? Uh huh. D o o s h b a g. Well, he got the bag right. He got the bag <laughs> part right, but for some <laughs> reason, ever since I got that email, <laughs> like douchebag has been the funniest fucking word. Just it's spelling, good. just spelling it wrong. It's just, it's so good. It's so good. How you doing, man? Are you ready for a podcast that is basically going to be all about you? I am fired up because I'm really hot and yeah. sweaty. It's like 96 out. Oh yeah, yeah. It's been pretty miserable here. Even like with air conditioning, you can still feel the humidity seeping through the walls. Yeah, well, there's that with air conditioning thing. Yeah, you got a good point. You got a good point. You go outside at night, it's like 82 to Uh, 85 degrees. It's kind of miserable right now. But I still love summer more than winter. Because fuck uh, winter. After last night, I was just like, bring on the ice and death and cold. I (laughs) cover the world in snow. I don't care anymore. Well, we'll we'll hope we, we hope we can cool you down with this nice, refreshing bit of podcast. Hopefully, that'll that'll help you out. To my immediate virtual left, he'll be ready shortly. Hi, <laughs> it's John, baby boy, fire. <laughs> Hi, how's it going, John? Baby I live in boy Florida, fire. so y'all can fuck off. <laughs> 
You probably it's have really air, hot here. You probably all have the time. Air, you probably have air conditioning. I have air conditioning, but every time I step outside to walk to a car or mm. across a parking lot, listen to I listen. arrive oh, at my destination. God. Okay, Ooh, John. The only walking later. you're doing is catching Pokemon. So yeah, and no, yeah, and then I, wherever I arrive, it's caked in sweat. So this guy, this guy sits think, outside yesterday in 104 degree weather <laughs> in a porn chat and is furiously sweating <laughs> while posting porn. And then he has to go have a meeting with his boss. Boy, that's just like a great look, isn't it? <laughs> how'd, that me- it. how'd that meeting go? Nailed it. Nailed it? We went pretty well. So to yep. speak. You nailed it, so to speak. <laughs> oh my god. So you're ready you for... You couldn't tell, but I winked just then. I can. I... You know, it was kind of implied. I think the okay. click-click... The click-click usually always kind of implies that there's a wink there. Cool. Cool. So you're ready for a podcast, I assume. I am just horny to start this podcast. Wait, mm. I'm just ready to start this podcast. Douchebag Baby Boy. Thire, yep. That's your name, Douchebag Baby Boy Thire. I'm so okay with that. <laughs> yep, yep. So is Baby Boy from that same email? No, nope, different no. email. No. Oh. Did, I didn't get any nicknames. No. <laughs> we'll think, well, well, I mean, you have a calling card, though. I mean, we talk about your dick a lot. Huh? Yeah. That's, Long that's, not, that's not a dumb insult, though, like douchebag or baby boy. It's a good point. Maybe, like, tell you what, people. I want you to email your hottest insults for Rhett so he can feel like, you know, he wants to be in the, you know, the in crowd here. Uh, can so we come you, up with a couple examples right here? I can't think of any off the top of my head because uh, I, would ne- I, would never, I would never insult Rhett. Let's come up with some later in the pot in the socks cast. I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. Cool. It's just it's only it's only a matter of time before it happens. But yeah, I want you to shoot those like especially haters. If you if you <laughs> really don't like us at all, I want you I'm to get shoot... a bunch of e- I'm going to get a bunch of emails that are still insulting you now. I hope so. <laughs> just send your best emails off to podcastsocksmakepeoplesexy.net and throw throw your best insult Rhett's way so he can start feeling like in. And then the next time we have an feeling episode, love. and the next time we have an episode, you know he can uh, he can let us know like what the results were. I'll be wet. You know, I'll, mm-hmm. I, I I will be expecting good results. And if I don't get any good results, I kill fucking all of you. You and me. Oi. Everybody, like oh. everybody's done. Okay. Like podcast is over. We're done. Giant meteor twenty sixteen. <laughs> Giant meteor twenty sixteen. Well, I can't. Cool. I, I can't actually end the podcast on that note because then people will, especially the people who hate us, will specifically not send emails, and they'll be doing it out of spite. Hmm. Because they'll want me to end this. And I was like, I'm not. Really... No. We'll, we'll think of a better solution for if people, you know, don't send you emails with their finest insults for you. Because we want Rhett to feel like part of a part of things. I already know who's going to win. Who's that? Chelsea's just going to write in and say, "You play PSO 2 Ouch! Oh man, that is a pretty balmy little burn, there, isn't it? <laughs> oh, that's that's pretty harsh burn. That's pretty harsh burn. Rhett. Hi. This is your episode. Oh boy. I want you to take the next two and a half hours. <laughs> Tell us everything you've been doing while me and John go, uh-huh, uh-huh. 
I'm actually going to eat a sandwich. This is just ideal. <laughs> he never listens. Oh, John. He never, actually, he never actually listens to us talking. He just, wait, <laughs> he just waits for me to say, and John Thayer. And then he perks right back up and, and like, mouth just starts moving automatically. We can see <laughs> if he's muted or not. Yep. Oh, fuck. I, know, I actually <laughs> thought that 15 minutes ago. Like, oh, shit, now they can see when I'm muted. I'm going to be watching for that, uh, that deafen <laughs> button to pop up, too. Yep, now he's muted. <laughs> <laughs> Rhett, what have you been into? Uh, I saw a movie. The fourth in a series that we've been talking about on this podcast. Movie. Well, if you looked at the podcast text, you know I'm talking about Alien Resurrection, the hot banger from 1996. Woo! So, I liked Alien. Yeah. I really liked Aliens. Mm-hmm. I really, really didn't like Alien 3. Oh, man. That's the real banger of the series, though. Sure. But then everyone was like, Oh, but just you wait. Alien Resurrection's even worse. Boner was like, oh boy, I can't wait for this. That's That was me. I was waiting on bated yeah. breath like, oh man, can't wait for him to experience. So like, you, you guys scared me off it for like two months because I was like, <laughs> fuck that. And then one night I'm just like, you know, I should probably just get this over with. So I watched <laughs> Alien Resurrection. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Like, I didn't love it by any stretch. But I thought it was a more watchable and entertaining film than Alien Three. Well, it has it has some gotcha. real dumb shit. It yeah, like it's bad in the way you can laugh at it because there's some real dumb shit in it, mm-hmm. like the ricochet shot, the, off the amazing ceiling. fucking ricochet shot, and the effect when it just hits the alien square in the forehead and just like cracks and just yep, and it just like slumps over. <laughs> And there's another one where, like, an alien, like, the big, the mouth thing, like, mm-hmm. goes through two people's heads at once. Like, yeah. it's really schlocky. Uh, so and so then there's, like, I can kind of see where you're going with that. Mm-hmm. That, it, that it is watchable in a way that is, wow, this is real fucking stupid. Yeah, I was laughing at it. Whereas Alien 3, I was just kind of bored the whole time. Nothing to laugh at here. Yeah. And, like, I thought Resurrection looked much better than Alien 3, because that was just such a brown and ugly and depressing movie. Yeah. Like, Resurrection, by no means, looked great. Mm -hmm. Like, you could tell the budget was lower, but I just thought, aesthetically, like, it wasn't as offensive as 3 was. It's weird, because, like, I think 3 was the better made movie. I just really didn't like it. Yeah, it's, like, boring to look at, boring to sit through. Like, everything about it is a slog. Yeah. I mean, there's so much about Alien Resurrection that could have been better, like the premise and stuff, if they like went in, dif- in different directions with it, mm-hmm. could have actually been a good movie. Like, the whole thing with it, Ripley being part alien is like, well, what if she was the villain? Yeah, like, like there's <laughs> there's obviously things that they could do with that that they yeah. didn't. Yeah, and the way it's like, takes place 200 years or something later... Yeah, but everything feels exactly the same. Yeah, was just really kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. And then there's that crazy human alien thing at the end. Oh my god! <laughs> Which Suck I thought was like, wall. I thought that was actually a pretty good way to show you something you haven't seen before, mm-hmm. which Alien Three totally failed to do. But good then point. that thing was just kind of like it was super creepy looking. 
but then it kind of died without really doing anything. Yeah. Got its brain sucked out through a fucking hatch in the. Oh, that's see, it goes on so long too. Yeah. And it's like it's like looking at Ripley with these baby eyes, like, "Mommy, what'd you do? Got my brain. (laughs) My brain. They're still coming out. It's like spaghetti." (laughs) It just yeah, it just keeps going. Yeah, that's a weird movie. I'm going to do like a 10 minute supercut of just that scene with somebody <laughs> spazzing out on just, in the vocal booth the whole time. Just, oh my god, it's still very painful after six minutes! <laughs> just keep looping the footage and yeah. cutting away to like reaction shots like, yeah. oh my god, oh my god, oh god, oh there goes my cerebral cortex, but oh, I can still talk! <laughs> I kind of think it a bit like if Alien 3 is to Alien, Alien Resurrection is to Aliens, where it's much more action-y, kind of schlocky, yeah. cheesy stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. And at the very least, the CG was way better than Alien 3. That you're not wrong about. That you're not like, wrong about. Like, it's so bad in 3. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad and obvious. Yeah. But like it looks like clip art practically. It's so oh, yeah, bad. Like, yeah, yeah. You might so as just well just a few be, years later. Might as well just be. Especially since the first two. Especially since the first two movies were just like this really gorgeous practical effects. Yeah, Alien Three has a real good alien model, like at the very end. But for the early scenes, they're just like having it run across the frame CG, and it just looks so bad. Just 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 tween a static image across the stage, yeah. I versus Pi style. <laughs> like it's really it yeah. looks like an animated gif running across or something <laughs> with like a huge black border oh god <laughs> so yeah I wasn't as horribly offended as Resurrection as I thought I was going to be because I think Alien 3 really softened me up for okay you know these movies they don't really matter that much anymore after the first two yeah yeah, yeah. And now I'm never going to watch so, Prometheus. Oh, come on. Good thinking. You have to I don't watch, have that one. You have to watch Prometheus. I'll send you my copy. Don't worry. Uh, no, oh, you don't so have to. Offensive. No, I'm doing it out of the goodness of my heart, Rhett. <laughs> As John is like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, because it's made by Ridley Scott. And it's yeah. like, oh, really? That's what makes it. Well, that's what makes it and, even worse. And well-directed and like. Da, 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 but then it's yeah. just this total nonsense movie. Mm-hmm. Kind of sounds like Alien Three, where it had a legit director on it, but then yeah. and like good production values, but then it's nothing. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. pop. It, it's not. It, 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 it's like candy corn or something. It's like empty <laughs> calories. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. Joss Whedon worked on Resurrection. Yeah, I think he he wasn't the director, but he might have been like scriptwriter or something. I think he, yeah, I think he yeah. worked on screenplay, screenwriter or something. Yeah, that's right. I, I don't think he was pleased with the treatment. Yeah. yeah. When I saw that, I was like, oh, shit, really? <laughs> yeah. The other that thing... Was... Yeah. One other thing about Resurrection, like, it did a way better job, like, getting you to know the various cast of, like, the... What do you call them? Like, the... The crew. Yeah. Of, yeah. Like, the primary cast. Yeah. Like, Alien 3 just did not attempt, even, because there's just a bunch of bald head guys that all look the same, and when anyone died, I was like, okay, I don't even know who that was. Might as well have had barcodes on their foreheads or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Guy number 1A died. Oh, shit. I'm really, yeah. really, really sad. Yeah. He'll 
sure his robot parents yeah. will miss him. Yes. <laughs> so Resurrection, actually, I will like give it a legit point over three for that. I can see that. It's like better character development and making them stand out more. I thought it was funny in Aliens when like they're introducing all the Marines at the start, mm-hmm. and then like seventy percent of them die in that first <laughs> battle. Just like, oh, okay. Hope you didn't like that guy too much. So I've been also watching some anime. Oh, that's a surprise. That's nothing I yeah. would really expect from you. I don't watch that much anime. No, that much. Totally yeah. not. Totally not. I don't know if you're being sarcastic or not. I'll let that linger for you. <laughs> so you know the guy who j- did Angel Beats. I've, um, I've I I don't know the guy because I've yeah. never met him in real life. I I it's wouldn't like I wouldn't know him anime, if I ever wouldn't know him if I ever saw him on the street. I, is that I a key, is that like a key animator? The people who made I don't know. I don't know. I think Go John's on. trying to create a conversation when he doesn't have one. No, that's right. <laughs> no, I think key is the. Like the visual novel studio that also did Clan Ad and um, yeah, some yeah. other stuff. I think Air. Emotion porn. Angel Beats. Yeah. That's kind of what I associated. That's kind of what I associated Angel Beats with, I think. Yeah, it's emotion porn. Angel Beats, yeah, is real fucking sad. Mm-hmm. But gotcha. like in a so over the top way. Well, I think <laughs> you say the same thing about Clan Ad as well. Oh, Clan Ad might be even worse. So like after story specifically just whoo mm. let's have the sad episodes. yeah hmm? what are you saying i watched three episodes of air and that's my only key oh. experience it wasn't very good i watched three episodes of air and what i thought was <laughs> see yeah. air it's air oh coming out of a butt coming out of a butt i'm knocking him out of the park this time <laughs> <laughs> so you watched another show from the 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 guy that directed yeah. Angel Beats, I'm sure, and and wrote it, wrote it, wrote it. <laughs> like a, what? Uh, okay, we'll just edit that part out. Author, <laughs> yeah, there's the word. <laughs> so the reason I came upon upon this show a while ago, a couple months ago, All right, was there's a band in Angel Beats, like a fictional rock band, and they put out a CD, and I really liked it. And the main singer from that was also doing playing another band in Charlotte, mm-hmm. the anime I, I decided to end up watching. So I d- downloaded their CD. And I'm like, oh, this is really good. I'll watch the anime it came from. And that was a big mistake because the oh. show is insanely stupid. And the band like really doesn't play that much of a part. So what is the show then? So this show is a show about kids with superpowers that have a drawback. Mm. So it's like shitty X-Men, but don't worry, it goes places. So at the start, like the main character is similar to Lelouch from Code Geese, mm-hmm. where his power is to take over someone's body for five seconds. Code Geese. Oh, jeez. Code Geese. Pong, <laughs> <laughs> pong. <laughs> Watch out, everybody. It's a Code Geese. Shit. I'm being attacked. Pong, pong. My car's got goose shit all over it now. The code <laughs> geese was too late. Love you, Rhett. How do you say it? Geos. That's so bad, though. That's so Japanese. But it's not. <laughs> and yeah, code geese sounds so much better. And, and totally less stupid than the scenario we just painted. Who's the main character of Gurren Lagann? 
Of Gurren Lagann? Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm not. I'm not getting into this one. Simon. No, I'm not getting yeah. into this one. I'm not getting into this one. See, moan. It's Simon. Fucking Simon. Moan. Uh, anyways. Go geese. Go geese. <laughs> you know what? You know what? The scenario we painted of being attacked by goose by geese still less stupid than the actual show of Code Geass. You're not wrong. <laughs> All right, Rhett, um, so... I quit this podcast. <laughs> He's done. I'm glad Fuck. I put down my sandwich for that. He's out! All right, continue. Rhett. Okay, so this main character, he can copy some... He can uh, take somebody's personality for five seconds and like control their body but while he's doing that his own body like passes out and falls over that so it's a shitty (laughs) yeah it's a shitty so it's a shitty superpower yeah it's not good at all (laughs) so what he figures out he can do is like when he's taking like an exam he'll steal somebody's like jump into somebody look at their test paper and then jump back to himself and he'll copy their answers Mm -hmm. so he's doing this to become the best student in the class right and then he gets busted Oh. And he gets sent to a school for people with superpowers, and their job is to find other people with superpowers. So the show is so then like there's a bunch of uh kind of monster of the week episodes where they're just going out on missions and finding other people with superpowers. That's like X Men. Yeah. So like there's six episodes of that, and it's just very kind of run of the mill for a while, and then the show goes places that you would never expect from like such a simple kind of premise so far. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go full spoiler here. So if anybody wants to watch this show, don't. Fuck <laughs> out now. Bad. So at the end of the episode six, his little sister dies. Oh, and gosh. that's kind of a bummer. He gets real depressed. So there's a whole episode of him like dropping out of school, becoming a vagrant and like getting into fights with gangs. Because, like, he'll possess one of them and have them start punching each other, and then he'll just clean up who's ever left. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he's about to take drugs, and then one of the girls from his school finds him and is like, do- you don't want to go down that path. Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh, man, that's a that's a long way to go in 22 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It- oh, don't worry. This show does things in 22 minutes that you'd never expect. <laughs> oh, my God. So that's... So, like, in one episode, he goes, like, this total depression arc, and then he kind of recovers at the end. But then the next episode, he's still, like, upset about the death of his little sister and, like, doing things like, oh, I have to call her and tell her I don't need dinner to, oh. Oh, that's oh, real she... common, and that's real unfortunate. God. Oh, yeah. that, that's not so, good. So, like, okay. I was going to give this show a pass for, like, oh, maybe they can actually do... Depression okay and, and about depression and loss and things like yeah. that. Yeah. So of course, in the next episode, they find a ki- uh, one of the X Men kids has a time travel power. I know where you're gonna go oh. with this. Yeah. it's already making me very angry. Yeah. So, uh, it the show gets real messy at this point because he finds out that they're on like the final timeline that this character with time travel powers has been fucking with things like over and over and over to uh, obtain this ideal timeline. Mm -hmm. So like, he's the reason this whole school for X-Men exists Mm -hmm. because in the original timelines, like they would get captured by the government and experimented on and killed. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. 
But the guy with time travel powers isn't able to use them anymore because every time he uses it, he lost a bit of his vision and now he's blind. Mm -hmm. So this is the final timeline. However, it's revealed that our main protagonist, his ability to take someone over for five seconds is actually an ability to steal other people's abilities. So he jumps into the guy with time travel powers and is also able to time travel now. So they go back in time and save his little sister. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, yes, really. But we're not done yet. So then there's a whole thing where, like, the government ha- is able to tell that they're time traveling again and they kidnap somebody. So they they kidnap a bunch of people and they're like, don't worry, dude, you can do it. And if you get into trouble, just rewind time. So he goes to try to save him. And the very first thing that happens <laughs> is he gets stabbed in the eye. Ouch. Which which was the key to his time travel ability, so he can't do it anymore. Oh! Whoops. Yeah. (laughs) So then some characters die, and they're just like, but then it's just like, the show has lost all weight now that they undid the most important death. And then he decides there should be no abilities in this world. I'm going to literally travel the entire world and use my power to take the powers of everybody else oh, in the entire my world. Oh, God. So it, the final episode, in 22 <clears throat> minutes, he literally starts in Japan, goes to Africa, goes to the Middle East, goes to Russia, goes to Europe, goes to America, goes to Canada, goes to South America, goes back to like Southeast Asia, and takes the abilities from every single person with one in the world. That <laughs> in is... In 22 minutes. I get... <laughs> you know, you told me this earlier in the week, and I'm still just as flabbergasted. It's the craziest final episode I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh my. Good gravy. He, like what? he goes so crazy with he he basically becomes a god at the end because he has every single possible superpower, but he loses his memory doing so because. We don't know how long this actually took him. It, it wasn't actually 22 minutes. <laughs> I would know. I imagine. Well, I don't know. He gets that flash super speed. He might yeah. be able to do it in 22 minutes. He didn't get that, but he got a fucking radar ability, so. Oh, well, of course. But it's just like, you see, he's looking at maps, and it's just like, if there's one person per street block for the entire world, it's going to be like millions of people, dude. It's It's so ridiculous. That's... That's, yeah. a, that's a writer getting themselves into a corner and being like, yeah. I don't know how to fix this. <laughs> so then he loses his memory, but then the main girl is like, oh, it's okay. I still love you. The end. <laughs> it's so bad. So the sister stays alive? Yeah, she stayed alive. Okay. This show sounds yeah. like a big, just wet fart. Yeah. 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 Like, it just sat there. But like the first half ripped a big one. It sat there, ripped a big one, and just a turd rolled right out with it. The first half, when it was just the the silly weekly episodes, just one offs, was actually okay. I was like, I don't know why I'm watching this show, but it's like watchable enough to keep going. Right. And then the last half just is so fucking crazy. I'm just like, man, I really if I could go back in time, I'd be like, no 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 no. No no no. I'd rather watch Code Geese uh, R2 again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, so, like, Angel Beats was the better show, and that one really <laughs> cheesed me off by the end. Because 
that one was even more just a manipula- manipulative, manipulative yeah, emotionally. Mm. That show, everybody's in heaven because they're already dead. Yeah, but, yeah. Then, <laughs> but but then they die again when they either go to heaven or reincarnate. That's crazy. So it's an entire show of teary goodbyes. You want to know a show that's really good about having dead people? And it's a show centered on dead people? I know what you got. Hey, Bonnie Renee. Hi, Bonnie Renee is real yeah. good, and you should I watch that instead. I just Angel Beats, and it's like, oh, so it's shitty <laughs> Bonnie Renee. Yeah. Yep. Hi, Bonnie Renee. If you want to watch a show about dead people, this is really good and has a lot of heart behind it and a lot of meaning. That's the show to watch. Don't watch that bullshit. It's Charlotte's <laughs> Web or whatever. <laughs> oh, God. So the name Charlotte was like, in one episode, they're just randomly like, oh, by the way, these powers that all these kids have, it's because this meteor comes every 70 years and showers people with magical meteor dust. And the meteor's name is Charlotte. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's really so stupid. He's actually, so he's not actually taking anybody's powers permanently. They, that's going to come back around. Well, they've supposedly developed a vaccine oh, that they're going to also this. give to everybody on the planet. Get it's this show <laughs> Get this show off my fucking podcast. This is okay, too, I, it is too stupid to exist in MP3 form. It can't. That sounds a lot. That sounds a lot like. Um, no, it doesn't actually sound a lot like. But did any of y'all see Lucy in theaters? Oh yeah, Red did. I, I did. didn't know. I haven't El- seen it. Elfin yet. Lied, Elfin lead live action. That's what I was oh, hoping it, that would be. It wishes. It. Wishes. I know. Well, if hey. If that was a if if it was billed as a live action adaptation of Elfin Lead, people would be like, "Huh, could have been worse." That's a good point. <laughs> like, the actual live action adaptations of stuff like Avatar: The Last Airbender and Dragon Ball Evolution <laughs> were real bad. So Avatar is my favorite anime. Yeah, it's pretty good. That was I, no, okay. Continue. I put. I had to say Avatar The Last Airbender because I didn't mean Avatar the movie that nobody gives a shit about, but right. they're making four fucking sequels too. What? what? Supposedly. I'm not sure I believe them. I don't think point. that's happening. That first one flopped real bad. No, no. no. Avatar The Blue People. Oh, James no way. Cameron okay, one. wait, wait, wait. Why would they yeah. make more of that? It was garbage. But it made a like a billion dollars. But I thought as a humanity we agreed... As a species that, like, this is too stupid to exist. He thinks he's got a story for four more sequels. Get out of here, James Cameron. Were you ever any good, James Cameron? I'm starting to question Uh, it. Okay, yes, because he did Aliens and Terminator 2. (laughs) Anyway. And that, like, forgives all sins for all eternity. (laughs) Sounds about right. I played some video games. What'd you do that for? What'd you do that for? I don't know. I was just like bored of movies. Oh, I saw the new Ghostbusters. It's okay. Yeah, that's what I hear. It's like <laughs> that's about it. Pretty inoffensive. Nobody really yeah. seems to have any problem with it. I don't think. No really. Oh, I think some. I think oh, some people. It's really uh, just kind of a unifying movie. Yeah. Like everyone comes out. Yeah. Of it like everyone just comes together. Every, <laughs> everyone comes out of it going. Yeah, could have been worse. Could have been worse. And everybody yeah, loved the casting decisions too. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the real winner there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, did y'all see Bridesmaids? A lot of those women are really, really, oh, really, really funny. Mm-hmm. It's just yes, obvious. Obviously, makes sense. Did we not all see Bridesmaids? Nope. Brides, I saw, Bridesmaids? Bridesmaids? I saw Spy. 
That was, Spy was good. Yes. The previous movie by the same director and Melissa yeah. McCarthy. I like Spy. I think lot. I like that more than Ghostbusters, honestly. Yeah, I, I believe it. The weird thing about Ghostbusters was that I only saw it this week, but there were still people in the theater. But like everyone was laughing at different lines, like almost every single time. Like none of the jokes landed for everybody. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. But people were it, still laughing? Yeah. But it was like this group over there laughs at one part. Then my dad laughs at something else. Then I laugh at something else. Like it was so inconsistent. And even he noticed it. Like, man, like nothing landed for everybody. Yeah. Whatsoever. That's, that's real huh. weird. And there was I one... laugh alone a lot in movie theaters. Yeah. <laughs> Loudly. <laughs> my dad does that too. He will just like, ha, it's something really. <laughs> dumb. Yeah. Like, that, if that if he thinks thing. something is like a sex pun or something. Oh God. But it's not. Oh, he'll man. just lose it. <laughs> Hashtag Rhett's dad stories. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but there was one part in the middle of Ghostbusters. I absolutely can't even remember, but it was like some real obscure reference, and I just kind of lost it. But no one else was laughing. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I got to stop, huh? It was weird. Uh, so you played video games. I played video games. Uh, I did the Redbox thing, finally. Oh. Did, did you know you can rent a $60 game and beat it? in a day and for only pay three dollars that's not bad i mean it's if pretty you got, cool if you got the time got, to dedicate yeah. to it i imagine so over the summer i was like oh i got the time finally i'm not going to be interrupted so i rented uncharted 4 and Ooh. blazed through it in Ooh. like a day Ooh. i like the uncharted games right yes they're pretty good if you liked uncharted 2 and 3 hey they made another one i'm okay with that yeah I mean, so, didn't they get the director of Last of Us to do this one? I don't know about director, but uh, Amy Hennig uh, is like not with them anymore. Yeah. So I think it is kind of more the Uncharted 3 and Last of Us team. Because she was okay. really the, kind of the driving force between two. Gotcha. So uh, yeah. this game... Sounds cool. This game is insanely good looking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I think, I think it's kind of universally agreed as, like, besides, like, tech stuff on PC... Like, artistically, I think this is the best-looking game ever made right now. Like, it's just insane. And then just, like, the depth of art assets in some places. Because, you know, in Last of Us, like, every room was unique. Yeah, like, there like, were parts... I never saw. Yeah, there were parts of that world that were built to be, like, just entirely unique assets that you're you're only going to see, like, 10, 15 seconds. If that... Yeah, this is, like, does that whole thing all over again. It's just massive and incredibly good looking that's crazy i will say it kind of drags a bit in the last third when you kind of spend a lot of time in one area mm. but that, the first kind of, half of this like yeah. the, the, the last third of nearly every uncharted game is just kind of uh... yeah. so this one doesn't fall apart as hard as i think two and three do yeah because those games, like, gunplay-wise, I always just was got fed up at a point and just put it on easy. Yeah. And this time I got close, but I did not end up putting a, it on easy. So this is the first one I actually beat on normal. On the actual normal That's difficult. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just, you, yeah, get, those... you get to the end of 2 and 3, and it's just this supernatural bullshit, and it's not yeah. fun. It doesn't, you know, work with anything that they've taught you leading up to that point. Yeah. It's just... I don't know why they kept going to that well when it was bad. 
I know they kept doing it because, uh, like, didn't everybody hate that in the first game? Yeah, it was the worst part of the first game. Yeah, so in general, this game is way better about not having as many of like those huge tanky enemies. Like, it still has like dude with a shotgun who walks at you real slow. Oh god! But I feel there's only there's like only one place where there's two of them at once, and they're just in general way less common. That's good because I remember them a lot in the second game. They and the not, third one, really. They were not fun at all. Yeah. It was just cheap mm. bullshit. Yeah. Just boring. Yeah, and then all the supernatural stuff in those games was just like, oh, here's Bullet Sponge. Yep. Uh, I just remember in Uncharted 3 at the end, I was just like, like, what is, what am I doing wrong? Like, I have cover, I'm shooting this guy, like, forever, and he's not dying. Yeah, in it's Uncharted like, 1, it's literally, don't use cover at all, stand out in the open, and only fire from the hip. What? Really? Yeah, in Uncharted Ugh. 1, it's like, do not no. aim at all, ever. You are going to be too slow. Just fire from the hip and pray. Wow. Sounds kind of like, a little bit like Zen Syndrome, or like like that Zen climax where the testicle bullet sponges. Yeah, yeah. I can like, see oh, that. a smart game, and then, oh, okay, I guess this is what we're doing for the next hour. Yeah. Yeah, Uncharted Fire 4 is really good, and like... They do some things to mix up the formula a bit. Like you have a grappling hook kind of rope thing now and you can swing around some arenas mm -hmm. and that does work into the climbing sometime. And like, yeah, I don't normally notice things like animations in games. Like sometimes people will be like, Oh, look how bad this walk cycle looks. And I just like never notice that stuff. Mm -hmm. I notice the animations in uncharted four because they are so goddamn good. They like like Naughty Dog has always been really good. Like with yeah. their animation and blending that and blending those animations. Yeah, I think it's, it's the blending that's probably doing. Yeah, it was two things. It was like the blending, of course, like how seamlessly it'll like respond to something that you want, yeah, and then yeah, mash it all together. But like when you're climbing, like his arm is kind of analog now. Mm -hmm. Like so, whichever way you're actually pressing the analog stick, that's the way he'll reach. Mm -hmm. It's just you feel like you just have so much more control over like the climbing stuff, and then the way that blends into him jumping off and kind of grabbing the next thing, like it feels incredibly seamless. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and there's vehicles now in a few areas. Oh, like, baby, there's some good stuff they do with vehicles yeah. in this game. But then there's also like, <laughs> you know, that chapter in Half Life Two where you just kind of drive the when you get the car and you drive around for a bit, and then there's our places where you just hop out of the car and investigate a little ruin or something. Oh, when you're going like, to Nova Prospect. Yeah. It's like, there's just a whole chapter like that where you're just in a Jeep driving around Africa. Mm. And like, oh, there's a thing over there. Let's get out and investigate it. And then you do some shooting and some climbing. Mm. And then you get back in the car and go up a hill or something. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just a really weird change of pace for that series up to that point, which was just a ton of climbing and then you shoot and then you do a puzzle and then you kind of repeat and this was a, just a big kind of cool down moment yeah really yeah interspersed between like set pieces and things like that yeah that's cool i will say though like my disappointment with, with this game is that there's way less huge crazy set pieces especially compared to the third game which is which is like nothing but huge yeah. crazy set yeah. pieces yeah, really you, you linked me to the um the mansion burning down yeah, piece. that's the third game, I think. Yeah, right? yeah. And those are really yeah. cool, but they can be exhausting yeah. as well. Yeah, so this game really kind of dials that stuff back. There's one in the middle that is bananas. Yes! 
on a gameplay level and just a technical level of like how did literally how did they do this because yeah. this must have been a significant portion of the budget yeah like Rhett sent me was, a video yeah. of his playthrough and it was just like I was just sitting there with my mouth <laughs> open the whole fucking time like it's just like a 13 minute long action sequence and it just keeps escalating yep and the gunplay stuff like they don't ever actually do that again the whole being dragged behind a car thing that's so crazy it's just for that one part. I'm pretty sure that's the only time, really. Like, I think I would remember that again. It was kind of surprising that there wasn't another crazy moment at the end. Yeah. Huh. That's so, yeah, just insane. Like, there's more of an emphasis on the story this time, I think. Like, the story is that Drake suddenly has a brother that he's never mentioned. Oh, Oh. But they do a pretty good job, like, of kind of going into their history. And, like, there's flashback chapters where you're playing mm -hmm. as a very young Nathan. And mm -hmm. He's got this older brother who's kind of a dirtbag. And then you kind of f you find out, like, why Nathan never mentioned him, basically. Oh, uh, yeah. Because uh... he thinks he died <laughs> is the oh. short of it. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it all, it all ties together. But then, like, there's that side. But then there's the whole treasure hunting part. Mm -hmm. And, man... Is that side, like, exactly the same story as 2 and 3? Oh, no! Where it's just, like, the bread co cr the bread trail of... Cr I'm mixing up this... Breadcrumb trail. That's the word. Crumb trail. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm a mush mouth. <laughs> you know that. And then they're finding the lost city, and it's just like, oh, man, we have been here before. Yeah, that's kind of like the eternal fucking yeah. thing that they've gone to for this series. It's like, yeah. yeah. So when you find the lost city, like, in the other games, you're like 80% of the way through, and this it's like a third through. It's even earlier. Oh, wow. Because this game, yeah. So that's why the last area, like, thematically and kind of visually may drag a bit, because you're there a very long time. Yikes. It's... But, like, it, they do mix it up, and, like, there's some good stuff towards the end. And also, I was rushing through this game in a day, so yeah. my memory of it is a bit compressed because it was just one crazy-ass roller coaster. Because I was just like, oh, man, am I going to finish by 9 tomorrow? I don't know. And then I finished at, like, 5. I was like, yes, four hours left. Made it. Now I just got to wake up in time to get this thing back <laughs> to the box. No, I just drove it right then. Ah, uh, I got you. So, and then there's the ending. And I won't say what the ending was, but, like... It's I was a, pretty okay, good. I was okay with this game being the last Uncharted game because they're like they're really tying everything up with those characters. Yeah, and then it cuts and then the, to prologue or epilogue, mm -hmm. and then they do a tease that is just like, oh well, fuck you. Now I need Uncharted Five. <laughs> like it's one of the best sequel teases I've ever seen. That's pretty good. Yeah. And I don't know if they'll actually continue on for that, but I'd be interested to see if they cool. did. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what what does another big budget Uncharted game look like on today's oh, landscape? Because on. this because this game started being developed, you know, in the last console cycle, basically. Oh, so, really? So you have to yeah. think that like, if that's if an Uncharted Five is something they're planning now, like what does that look like now? Like the, with the way games are being developed and with like the weird focus that they're all seeming to take on, you know, oh. very unspecific kind of things or just open worlds. And I was gonna say open uh, world, yeah. I mean, they already kind of lead that direction a bit with some of the areas in this, having the vehicles and stuff. Yeah. 
I saw kind of a sad article though, just Googling the game after beating it, where it's like a Time Magazine article saying like, this is it. This is the end of the cinematic action game because they like, they can't get more expensive than this. And they just aren't worth the money anymore. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Like they don't move consoles the way online or open world stuff does. I'm like, the and whole like, industry has. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't want to play I that. Know. I mean, there's indie stuff for single player, but yeah, yeah, just yeah. the industry's just moving away from this. But I don't know. You'd, you'd hope Last of Us made its money back. I would hope yeah. so. I mean, that, that game was pretty big. I mean, despite the fact yeah. that it's probably not what a lot of people wanted. Because I think most people thought it was just going to be, you know, hardcore action game just like Uncharted. Yeah. But, you know, it might not have been what people wanted. But I'm willing to bet that, like, just on sales alone, that game made something back. Yeah. I mean, hope so. I mean, they're making a Last of Us 2 for whatever fuck's no. good reason. <laughs> well, no. I don't what? know. Maybe I would like them to do a new IP after that. Because, like, Uncharted 4, when it was announced, it was like, oh, really? Really? Do like, yeah, it was. Like, it's their first game with a 4 in it. Yeah. Like, they did yeah. the Crash trilogy, then Jack and Daxter trilogy, mm-hmm. then Uncharted trilogy, and then, oh, nope, fourth one. Yay. <laughs> but, mm. like, it felt like more of a step forward than 3 does, 3 did, compared to 2. Well, that's like, good. I haven't played the first game, that's why I'm not talking about it at all, because I was just like, yep, two's the one to go with. I think <laughs> no fir- one I think the first game is alright, but yeah, Uncharted 2 is available. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like I played Uncharted 1 because it was the one that I had at the time. You know, like uh, I got a P- I got a PS3 and like Uncharted 1 was like nine bucks. And was like, well, okay. I don't even know if Uncharted 2 was out by the time that I got my PS3. Oh, yeah. But you know, it's just like ah, it's an unproven quantity right now. I'll I'll just try it out, you know. And like I yeah. liked Uncharted One. I thought it was a decent game. And then you play two, and it's like, oh, oh, this is way better. <laughs> Yo, that part where the building falls down. Damn, it's so good. Oh my god, I fucking love that sequence. Like even having played three f- before two. That sequence is just like, oh, wow, whoa. They just destroy the entire map that you're in, and realistic, well, like, like and things are like, are sliding around. everybody's like sliding and falling out of the building. It's so good. It's such a good moment. And it's like, you've got the train moment, obviously, which is yeah. amazing. There's so much good shit yeah. in Uncharted 2. Holy yeah. shit, that game's good. Yeah, I think my main disappointment with Uncharted 4 was that there wasn't actually nearly as much shooting as the other games. <laughs> like, it is much more subdued, and there's a lot of climbing. And like, stealth. Even... Yeah, I didn't mention the stealth at all. Uh, it didn't really click with me, honestly, because I was there for the shooting. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't want to stealth through a group of enemies. So, like, that's how this game is kind of informed by The Last of Us, where... Like, sometimes you'll have, like, 20 enemies, and, oh, you you might want to try taking a few of them out first. Yeah. Before just going in guns blazing, and you'll just get wrecked. Yeah. And it feels b- better than The Last of Us as being balanced, where when you do get spotted in this, you're not just instantly dead, like, by a clicker or something. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, that game, you really had to stealth until 
one enemy left, then you might be okay. Yes, yeah, st- stealth is fairly mandatory throughout most of The Last of Us. You know, unless you're just dealing yeah. with, unless you're dealing with runners, and you can probably gun your way through it. But for the sake of your supplies, you probably don't want to. Yeah. Plus, it's really fun stealth. I think. Yeah, it's really I, effective. I liked it, even the, even if it was like kind of trial and errory at times. I still think the stealth in that game felt really good, and it was super intense yeah. given the stakes. Yeah, and Uncharted Four. Your way through scenario. And Uncharted Four, there's tall grass that you can kind of hide in, mm-hmm. but then once you get spotted, it doesn't actually work as cover, and that kept fucking me up. Oh. He's crouching in this tall grass, and they're just shooting him like he's out in the open. I'm just like, oh, wait, shit, no. <laughs> grass doesn't stop bullets. No, it doesn't. Not at all. Yeah. It's the yeah. least effective least effective method for probably stopping bullets uh, ne- next yeah. to air. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your camo index is not high enough. It is just ridiculous, though, in games where <laughs> you can just move effortless through effortlessly through this tall grass but then enemies can't see you doing so like even if they're like a foot away yeah because then you just grab a dude snap his neck and throw him in the grass <laughs> and nobody and everybody's just like oh where'd he go <laughs> the other good thing that oh, they do in the stealth is that it'll checkpoint you as you go mm-hmm. so like if you blow it and get into a gunfight and then die like the checkpoint will probably be right before that happened. Right before so you, you can went try loud. the stealth again. Yeah. yeah, so you can try the stealth again. That's cool. So that's yeah. So that's Uncharted Four. I did play some other games. Jesus Christ! What did you? What else did you have time uh, to whoa. play? So a while ago, I played the first Dark Soul Two DLC. Uh huh. The Sunken Crown one. Uh huh. So I came out of that feeling good like there's a real good boss fight at the end against a dragon yeah. and i beat that and was like okay i'm good for now we'll we'll do generally the other ones later a little richer generally a little richer than the base game oh yeah definitely it's one of the cool. probably be the best area in the game like cool. it was that was the kind of real zelda zelda puzzle-ish one right mm-hmm. so i played the other two areas partially mm-hmm. <laughs> um hmm there's the fire one, whatever, Crown of the Iron King or whatever, and that area wasn't doing much for me. Like, it was very straightforward, like, not many paths to take at all. And then finally get to a thing where there's, like, a he- you're kind of spiral- spiraling around this big tower the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then you finally hit a switch, and it activates all these elevators that go up and down. And then all of a sudden you have, like, six or seven different ways to go. And it's just kind of overwhelming. Yeah. So after kind of puzzling those out and clearing it, I got to a boss and that boss is real fucking hard, basically. Oh, yeah. That's I I think I remember you mentioning this boss. Yeah. And it was just like kind of dope. Yeah. Fume Knight. Fume Knight. Yeah, is, this was my yeah. this was my favorite boss cuz I was like, does he fart on you? Hey, yeah. <laughs> does he fart on you? Cuz I'm fucking yeah. 3 years old. That sounds like the best Shovel Knight boss. It does. It probably should be. Yeah. So, like, I don't mind his first form because it's, I mean, that game still has, even, like, in the DLC areas, that game still has the problem of the enemies you fight just being big dudes with weapons and humanoids. It's kind of hard, like, I think for them to kind of switch that up since that's, like, the model they have at this point. Yeah. Yep. So then this guy is big dude with two big swords. Oh, wow, wow, okay. 
So his first form, he has like a short katana and a huge fucking like great sword. Mm-hmm. And he mixes them up in pretty interesting ways. And it's he's got real subtle tells. Mm-hmm. That's and cool. I was so I, I am able technically to beat the first form without getting hit on a good day. Mm-hmm. The problem <laughs> is his second form. He just goes fucking berserk with the great sword, and I just can't do anything against it. Cause like he's got one attack that like shoots a bunch of bullets, like like it's fucking bullet hell. Oh, good. And he's got one that's just a big, slow, like three second sweep, and I don't think you can roll through it at all. And like everything he does does like over half my life. So it's just like if if you get hit, you better be healing so you can get like hit eight times or twice in a row and you're dead. Mm-hmm. so it's just like he just wrecks me so quick on the second form and then you have to fight the first part again it's just like uh, I don't really don't really want to do this anymore yeah because as it's as I'm just kind of doing this DLC for fun it's just like uh, there's really nothing like to be gained by winning so fuck it yeah it's like what's so then, kind of the point if you're not yeah. actually having fun with it yeah. yeah so then I moved on to the third one Ivory King it's like a snow area mm-hmm. uh-huh. and i think this was the worst one yet <laughs> that, oh no yeah ah. like the area itself like at the start is just incredibly linear no side paths at all and just like the most you've seen this before enemy placement of just like melee dude with sword melee dude with spear and then behind them are some dudes that shoot like magic at you mm. just like We've seen this many times before in other areas, like yeah. even in the Dark Souls DLC, where you'd have those mages behind yeah. kind of poking at you. Like it's very reminiscent of that, and like the area itself is just kind of ugly because it's just like, oh, we took Boletaria and put a snow texture on it. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then oh. I got to the boss, and the boss is like um, a snow leopard. <laughs> so it's just like, oh no, Sif. You just and like, oh no! Like, there's the boss in Dark Souls too. Um, the big rat, the royal rat Vanguard or something. I think Vanguard is the three, like oh, the huge the, the, rat. Okay, I don't remember. Or, this is I don't this know. boss just. This is one of the bosses I heard about that just made me sigh because it's just. Isn't oh. it just like the big rat and then like five tiny rats attacking you the whole time? Okay, okay, we'll back up for a bit. There's two okay. rat bosses in Dark Souls yeah. too. One of them is just like a hundred rats. Yeah. Okay. And the other one is a giant rat, but then at the start of the fight, there's like three that can toxic you, three yeah. small ones. Yeah. But once they're dead, Good so boy. like they are the hardest part though, because if they toxic you, you're fucked. Yeah. Because then you're, you're not, having to deal. You're not gonna survive. Yeah. But the thing mm-hmm. is that those big four-legged animal bosses kind of always suck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like Sif is easily the best one. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like. The new one in the Dark Souls 2 DLC was just like the hitbox really made no sense to me, like how to roll through his attacks. Mm-hmm. And he kept mm-hmm. doing this thing where he runs away from you, and then charges you and like tries to grab you in his mouth. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, man, I really, really hate this boss. I think I'm out. So you're mm-hmm. so 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 we're two for two now and having a real good time with Dark Souls 2's <laughs> uh, second batch of DLC then. Yeah. So then like I tried summoning the NPCs for that boss, and that actually did make it way better because just not having aggro. Yeah. But then I could still only get it to like half health before fucking up or like having the NPCs die. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, man, I'm just I'm I don't like I'm not even enjoying the area at this so point. Why, why bother? 
Yeah, it's just why bother? So then, like, I died and got mad and just uninstalled uninstalled the game. I don't blame you. <laughs> I don't blame you. She's like, okay, we're done here. Bye. Oh, Dragon wow. King was real good. <laughs> Oof. Dark Souls 2. Going out yeah. with a bang. Bringing, yeah. out its, bringing out its heaviest hitter. Its biggest argument <laughs> about why it's such a shitty game. <sighs> that was so sad. Yeah. I remember I didn't play. I hadn't played Dark Souls when that game came out. But I just remember like the kind of double the double disappointment I felt just like from a distance <laughs> when y'all played Dark Souls 2 and Transistor. <laughs> in like the same chunk of time oh man that was such a bad time like that was supposed to be like the best (laughs) the best month of games here we go wow everything sucks i'm gonna go hang myself now (laughs) i never finished transistor i don't blame (laughs) you i don't blame you i went back to it like six months later and played for like 20 minutes and then fell off it again i I probably don't think that's when you know it's just dead. Like, nope, nope. You, you were like, well, maybe it's like you, 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 you dug up the corpse nope. to see if there was still yeah. any fun left in it. It was like, nope, you're still nope. just as dead and limp as the day I left you. Yeah, only now there's maggots. Yeah. So this yeah. is really gross. Yeah, yeah. I think games in general are just really hard to go back to after a long time. Oh, because absolutely. Because of, of controls and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like Transistor especially was a game I never felt I had a great grasp on the game yeah, itself. It's it's got a lot of complexities in that whole program system. Yeah. Like I and was never dying that much, but it's a real weird system. Yeah. Mm. When all those complexities add up, it can be kind of like just make it feel mushy. Yeah. yeah. Like Dark Souls at the very least, like that's a series I'll always be able to just jump back into because they all control the same. Yeah. It was kind of funny, like, jumping back into Dark Souls 2, though. Like, for some reason, I kept hitting different buttons for roll. It's just like, am I am I doing Bloodborne Muscle Memory Bloodborne here? I can't muscle tell. Bloodborne Muscle Memory, that's what I was about to say. Because <laughs> I think heal is on a different button in that, but that that's, like, the one difference. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, yeah, it's not really a problem. Cool. And, he, and on those bosses, I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'll break my no shield rule. And then it's just like, oh, you're, 100% of your stamina is gone after one hit. Don't use a shield on this boss. Don't even bother! Yeah. Or, like, the Fume Knight, his second form, like, the sword has fire, so it just cuts through you anyways. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and then I found a kind of an optional boss. Oh, yeah! <laughs> There's, like, a side passage in Iron King that's just like, oh, here's, like, Endurance Test Hell. And then you get to the end of it, and it's just a blue version of one of the bosses <laughs> from the main game. <laughs> it's a blue fucking smelter, not smelter demon. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> One of the worst bosses oh, in the game already. So I got oh. there with like five percent life and no heat and no Estus flasks. And it's a boss just, that will damage you just by being close to you. So. Yeah, because he has a flame aura. So like there was literally nothing I could do unless I shot him with like eight hundred arrows. Mm. So I was just like, just do the emote where you're just like, fuck it, kill me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put your arms up. Just here, here I am. Here I am. Let's go. Uninstall. Yeah. You made the right choice on installing it. Yeah. Uh, the first one was okay. The problem is that I had to play through like a lot of the game to get back to all this. Oh no. Like I got back to Drain Lake Castle. Ugh. The crazy part is just seeing how crazy the damage difference is between the DLC areas and like 
pretty the late in the game, game stuff yeah. where it's just like normal game stuff is just like dying in a hit like i'm doing like massive damage to a boss in a single hit mm-hmm. and then in the dlc it's just like oh these enemies take like five hits to kill well these, these this game the, the, this this shit was scaled for things that are probably about 50 more levels higher than that's, you yeah that's the problem so it's like I really don't want to grind just to win, but who you wants know, to fucking Souls game? Like, who wants to fucking grind in a Souls game? Yeah. yeah. So eventually, I just like ate all the boss souls I had and got like six levels that way. But I was still probably way under. Yeah. I was hundred and twenty six by the end, mm. and I'm sure people will be like, "Oh, you should be one hundred and sixty by the end or whatever." I'm like, well, fuck you. Your game's shitty anyway. <clears throat> yeah. And then a game came out today. Oh, it did? What came out yeah. today? A small little indie game called No Man's Sky. You I probably haven't heard I, of it. I've heard the name. I've heard it floated. Look, you don't. I'm big in indie circles, okay? Like, people uh-huh. know who I am. So yeah, I, get, I get to talk to people a lot. And I know, I know the name No Man's Sky. It's, okay? uh, it's by the guys who did Joe Danger. Do you remember those games? I definitely like, remember the Joe Danger games. Yeah, Isn't fun. this like a procedurally generated like survival John. game? Like, there's a lot of those, right? Yeah, it's on early access right now. It's one of those survival games. I don't know if it's uh, going to be any good, but yeah, <laughs> I wrecked your bit. I'm sorry. It's fine. Okay. We, always, we always say John's going to ruin the episode at some point. <laughs> and, well, there you go. I'll so, be talking about that game more next time probably next time next time we could be yeah because you know it you've got 19 quadrillion planets to visit i mean come on 19 million unique (laughs) and totally interesting planets to visit and you'll and you have a point zero 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 chance of running into any other players yes john have you been following the actual controversy of this game it's real good if there's a, I imagine it's probably stupid. But. It's real good. Well, it's related to what you just said. Yeah. Throughout the okay. whole development, the main guy kept saying, like, it's not a multiplayer focused game because the <laughs> odds of running into somebody else in this insanely big world, like literally 18 quadrillion plants or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The odds of running into somebody at the same time, pretty low. So don't like plan on be- it being a multiplayer thing. And then the game comes out, and day one, somebody like loads it up on PS4, and their the planet they started on had already been discovered by somebody. Mm-hmm. So they messaged that person on Steam and said, "Hey, let's meet up." Yeah. And then they went to the exact same spot, and they didn't see each other. Oh no! Because I don't think multiplayer is actually coded in at all. Mm-hmm. So it's not. So it's not unlikely you're going to run into somebody. It's literally not possible as far as we know right now. I love how this guy just can't give a straight answer either. People, Mm -hmm. so like, yeah, so then the developer like hasn't said anything on Twitter for like a week. Like he's been talking (laughs) about the release today because that was the thing that happened. But like he kept dodging the question. He's like, wow, two players met up on day one. Oh, (laughs) you fuck right off. What are the odds? Come on now. So, like, now there's all these conspiracy theories about, like, he's lying until the Steam release because they need those sales. Or, like, Sony has him under an NDA or blah, blah, blah. It's just like, man. My God. This got fucking crazy real quick. Yeah, it sounds real weird and gross and just dumb. Yeah, but, like, in no uncertain terms, 
did he say the game didn't have multiplayer? Because there's quotes of him saying stuff like, you can't see your player character. The only way to know what you look like is to have someone else see you and to see them. Yeah. He said that like when you see somebody, you'll know it's somebody because they don't look they won't look like anything else you've seen in the game. Oh my god. Like it's real specific wording. <laughs> Weird. But then like a week before release, they're like, by the way, it's not a multiplayer game. Or like it, multiplayer wait, focused what? or literally not multiplayer. It's That's just a, what are you saying here, guys? Yeah. Silence. I th I think they probably cut it from the game, and that's why it was delayed a bit. Because originally it was like gonna, yeah, it was gonna come out in uh, early around, July, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was right around E3. Yeah, and then they moved, they bumped it back a month, so they might have yeah. just spent the last month gutting, you know, like that last month of development gutting the multiplayer, and then they only spent like a month on the PC version, just making sure it <laughs> ran in the office and then oh. shooting it out. Yeah, so the the PC version comes out today and like runs real shitty for most people. Yeah. Mm. So I was able to get it going pretty good by doing two things, which was disable VSync because the VSync is like literally broken right now. Mm -hmm. And then by default, it's it has a thirty FPS cap, but you can just click to uncap it. And then yeah. after I did those, it was like especially the V-Sync one was just like, oh, now this runs. Okay, Jesus. It also you had me worried for a bit. It also apparently doesn't have a certain uh, instruction set that a lot of CPUs need um, enabled by default, so it just crashes no. upon startup. No. Well, that, it's a specific, like, I don't know what it's called, but like if you have an i3 or i5 or i7 yeah. or whatever, yeah. you'll be fine. Yeah. So I, I did look at the system requirements before buying it and went like, well, I should be able to play it, and then I am, so. But you'll have more on that yeah. next episode and all that So much stuff. more. Live from Planet Polly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Like, yeah. man, we're, we'll just have to dedicate the entire episode to that game because, I mean, <laughs> think of all the biggest space adventures you're going to have that are totally unique and not repeated. There's no building blocks <laughs> and noticeable. You know, it's just totally, completely random. And, like, all the people you're going to meet. My God. This game. So, wait, so what's actually different about this game from Proteus or Minecraft or... Okay, it's Don't Proteus. Start. Okay, the whole premise of this game is that you can go from outer space. You can see a star, you can go there, and then you can go to all the planets orbiting it. You see that and star? Like, you can go there! Yeah. And, like, the whole thing where, like, you're in a space station and you can see all these planets off in the distance and you can actually fly there and actually land on it seamlessly cool. is real fucking cool. That's like, really see, cool! Like, you can see it as you're landing through the atmosphere and stuff and just, like, be like, okay. I'm like, I'm gonna land on that island right there and then I actually do and it's just like, that's pretty cool. Okay. So it's so it's a really really cool kind of it, conceptual skin for a simple yeah. trodden. I mean that's almost exactly what one review I read saw, said. Where it's yeah. like, which do you value more, like tight gameplay mechanics or just an insanely ambitious conceptual thing that is really beautiful? That's exactly what I pictured yeah. this game was from everything I said. So what everything everyone said. I so yeah. This sounds like conceptually. A cool it is so cool, and like they do pull it off pretty much. It's just that the part where you make eighteen quadrillion plants, they start to look the same after a bit. Mm. And 
boy, that that uh the universe map is real big. Mm-hmm. Like the mo- the human mind can't really comprehend how big eighteen quadrillion is. No, that's just a sometimes number in that... the market. Yeah, it's the theoretical maximum or whatever. Yeah, but like when you zo- when you go to that world map and you zoom out and zoom out and zoom out and then you hold the shift key to go faster <laughs> for like ten minutes and you're going, how fucking big is this? you start to get a glimmer of how big that number is. Jeez. And then I tried to zoom towards the start. Like, the goal of the game is to get to the center. Mm-hmm. And I'm just zooming and zooming and zooming. For, like, ten minutes, I'm like, oh, this ain't happening, is it? Like, the first person to get the game somehow did it in 30 hours by, like, finding some exploit to just buy infinite warp juices. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, this this is, like, the forever game. <laughs> like... Without mm. exploits, people are going to take like hundreds of hours to get to this. I don't know. How I don't even know. Warp. I don't even know if there will be Steam sales for the rest of the year because apparently this is like the last game you'll ever need. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. why, why, I mean, what's this mean for Steam? I think we're looking at you know a gaming dystopia here. <laughs> you know, there's a planet where you can go to, and they have Virtual Fighter Two there. So yeah, it's every game you'll ever need. It just <laughs> it. it it just procedurally generates other games instead there of it. There you go. <laughs> I, I went it for seems... virtual. Yeah. yeah. I went for Virtual went... Fighter Two because I played a bit of Yakuza Five last night too. Ah, oh, good game. Virtual Fighter Two is just straight up in there. That's really funny. It seems it seems cool to me that a really arty, weird, con- um, conceptual, just procedurally generated yeah. survival game is like the big AAA game of the year. Yeah, it's weird. And then there's the whole thing where like Sony marketed it as the big AAA thing, and uh, then the devs are like, "This game isn't for everybody." By the way, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It seems like definitely two factions are at work here, and it's just like the developers going, "No, no, no good. Would you guys stop?" And Sony going, "Biggest thing all year. Everybody'll love it. Only game uh, but, you'll ever need." But then there's Sean Murray from Hello Games also being like. Yeah, you'll be able to play with your friends. Oh my god, get out of here, Sean Murray. You bloviating. Yeah, I, I can't imagine what his Crap. Twitter feed actually looks like right now. I don't want to pile on too hard, but like, nah. the hype mm-hmm. for this game has always been insane since 2013. Yeah, it's... Apparently. I mean... Remember how they had the whole thing where that their office flooded as well? Yeah. Oh. They, said, they said if the game hadn't been announced by then, it would have been cancelled probably. More than likely. Oh, yeah. wow. It's like, this is kind of a feel-good story as well, that they actually have pulled it off, mostly. Yeah, this seems like a positive, good thing to exist. It's just sort of a weird marketing thing. But it's also the internet internet losing their fucking minds over this game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just, people just can't be chill. There is no chill. Like, when this game seems like just a super chill thing. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like when this game got delayed, the developers were getting death threats. Fucking why? No, no. Okay, can we go uh, back? It wasn't even that. It was when Kotaku announced yeah, that like, the game might be even, getting a delay. Yeah, it hadn't even been Kotaku got death yet. threats. <laughs> it was the madness. The the furor like, surrounding the, this the, game is yeah. The discourse around this game has been toxic for a very very long time because it's just. It could never have lived up to the expectations people had for it. Not at uh, all. Not at all. Because yeah, I, I think people yeah. just don't really understand how making games works. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's, yeah. 
but again, when you charge sixty dollars for a game, like that mm-hmm. says something to people. Mm-hmm. Like I am a little surprised that's not at least like even forty, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so yeah. weird that the that the that the discourse is like you can go to the, it's got sixteen quadrillion planets, da 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 da, and it's like there have been many games with that don't end before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing in this is that you can name everything as you go there. Yeah. And theoretically, mm-hmm. somebody else could also go there and be like, oh, this was Planet Buttfarts, named by John. Yes. Let's that be is, honest, that would be I would be the one to do that. Let's be honest. So I've, been, I've been watching these Twitch streams, and everybody just gives such stupid names to stuff. Bay. Boy, let's see more of that, because oh, that's a real God. funny joke. I think when I saw Jeff Gersman streaming and the first enemy he saw looked like a Goomba. Oh god. And he names it like he names it like Sorta Goomba. Sorta Goomba. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. It's really pretty though, like they randomly generate like seventies chill sci fi vibe. Yeah. It's so like this game could never have lived up to people's expectations, but I've been watching streams of it on Twitch for like the last week. Mm-hmm. So I knew exactly what it was. And I'm just like, this is my fucking jam. Right. <laughs> so I don't feel misled by it at least. That's good. That's good. And I'm yeah. going to put like 10 more hours in after we're done this. I don't cool. doubt it. <laughs> this is your weekend. Yep. Yakuza five. Oh, I started that because No Man's Sky wasn't out, but I don't think I get back to it for a while now. Okay. Cool. It's got to get us all that material for the No Man's Socks cast. <laughs> Coming up next couple weeks. Are you ready? I'll just, right? na- I'll just find a solar system with three planets and just name them John, Polly, and Rhett. <laughs> <laughs> because you can do that in this game, because you can do anything as long as it's naming things. Yeah. <laughs> So you done anything else, Rhett? No, because I did everything. I did everything. You did all of the things. This podcast is over. <laughs> Nobody can possibly have done anything else. Actually, I did play a Metroid game, but we'll let somebody else take that one. So I haven't been up to a whole lot. Me and Rhett, we got into uh, we got into a couple of Let's Plays. Yeah, we've been kind of busy. We've been kind of busy doing a lot of video content as of late. Uh, he did uh, a Let's Play of Bullet Phase, which I was a guest, and then, and then I egged him to do all of the bonus stages, which went by real, <laughs> sw- just real swimmingly. I um, mean, I better than I expected, honestly. Yeah, like, I, I, I wasn't sure how bad it was going to be, but, <laughs> man. Least... I nailed some of the worst ones first, try, like yeah, that green one the, with the, the double helix. That and then was real good. The very last one with those crazy momentum platforms. That was real good. That I think was real good. That was like first try. I was just like, oh, normally this one does screw me up. It'll like it'll trap you and then just th- the thing about that one that's so hard is that when you jump, your momentum is fucked because you're on those platforms. So you yeah. have to be pressing like towards the middle. Yeah. It was it was it was fun. It was fun. It was a a cute little two episode let's play and uh we cool. banged the I'm whole excited thing to watch out. it. We banged the whole thing out in a couple nights or was it just one night it was one night yeah I think we took a break between. that's really cool yeah and then uh i had been planning on doing um 
a let's play for the hunters the relic of the stars uh for a while and since we would since we'd already done bullet phase i thought well let's just go ahead and do it it's not like i have any other projects lingering <laughs> dying probably dead oh oh no Polly messages me like fuck zelda let's just do hunters yeah that's exactly how it went <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like we we just finished up uh, finishing Hunters a couple nights ago, and that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we we've got two episodes. We'll probably have four posted by the time this episode of the Soxcast goes live. So we'll be up cool. to stage the the first the first half of stage four by then. Um, but it's it, it's been fun looking back at that game five years on. Like <laughs> I, I've replayed it a couple of times, you know, over the years. Uh, but yeah. you know, having another focused look at the game, and then having read along to kind of like to talk, you know, through it and talk through yeah. some of the more interesting design decisions, or just you know, ways that he got things to work that probably Which... shouldn't be working in Flash <laughs> Four, but we got um, it. That's like all of it. <laughs> all of it. Um, but yeah, especially stuff at the end. Oh yeah, definitely. Like the 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 the, the scrolling, scrolling stuff and. When the game goes positively nanners by the end, uh, is uh, definitely some of the best stuff. But there's there's a lot there's still a lot to love about Hunters all of these years later. So, it's, <laughs> and a lot of parts you like to yell at me over. I still like to yell at him about a lot of things about it. That anti grav area will <laughs> just like always be. Every time I play the game, it'll just always be man. Fuck you for putting this in here. <laughs> I love at that. least. At least I had the sense. I thought about it from a design perspective. And I was just like, "And eh, no anti-grav boss." Yeah, that would be because I was thinking, like, what if there's like a thing in the middle and you you do a circle around it? No, and I'm just like, no, no this nope, is good. Nope. <laughs> I would have quit. I'd just been like, "We're done." Either that <laughs> boss goes or I go. And at the time, you would have just been like, "Later, Polly." Because you, you, you're not, you're not yeah. one that likes to listen to people no. during beta testing at all. No. <laughs> you, take, you, you, take, you take their advice under consideration for a grand total of zero seconds and then say, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> so, yeah, beta... It's a, it, yeah, it's a so, good thing John didn't suggest anything during bullet phase. He would have found out that way. Yeah, yeah, he would have found out real quick that <laughs> Rhett is never wrong. <laughs> oh man but I, actually I, I yeah actually can i say john actually was like you know stage six in bullet face is pretty hard and i was just like eh, it's fine and then that's the one everybody got fucking stuck on <laughs> so it's like oh oh he was right fuck john might know a thing or two about game design turns out i think frez played a version of fugitive for me on a live stream that um, didn't have the ending where you walk out of the planet. Oh, and yeah, it just cut to black after the fugitive encounter. Oh, really? And yeah. And the final boss didn't have a checkpoint. Oh, so I I watched. hmm. Yeah. When I played it, it had the, the walkout ending. Did it have the checkpoint yet? I think it had the checkpoint. I think Uh, after I, it might not have, it might not have had the checkpoint. That was a late, late edition, but I definitely added the walkout ending when I realized, okay, wait a minute, this isn't having any effect. <laughs> so mm. that was a good, that was a good beta test. I think, yeah, I think yeah, that, that actually, finished, and it was just like, 
Brez finished it and he was just like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, that, that was cool. And then I was like, oh, fuck. All right. I kind of botched that ending. Limbo. <laughs> I botched that ending, didn't yep. I? And then it got way better. Yeah, Rhett's not the kind so, to listen and to. Also, that. every time, yeah, every single time I bring up Fugitive, now Frez will say, "You know, I don't think the final boss really needed a checkpoint because <laughs> he played through it and struggled through it." Yeah, I'm glad I had the good. I'm <laughs> glad like, well, I had. It, it's fine. I'm glad I had the good, dis- like the, the the mindset at the time to be because there's a part at the end of Hunters mm-hmm. that that got <laughs> me and really pissed me off right at the very end. Mm-hmm. It just made me very angry during beta testing because a thing happened. And, you know, I got to a certain thing with only one health, and I fucked it up, and there was no checkpoint. And I was very angry. And, I, <laughs> and at the point, at, at that point, I was like, "Put a fucking checkpoint there. Put a fucking <laughs> checkpoint there." And then, like two or three hours later, it was like, "Ah, you probably don't need to put a checkpoint there." And he yeah, didn't. I, and he didn't I, put a like, checkpoint there, and it still feels good. fine. I'm I'm much I'm very glad there there wasn't isn't one there. It's the one thing that doesn't have a checkpoint. Yeah. Like, for a boss. Because yeah. the final boss has five forms and all yeah. of them. All of them are checkpointed. Place, but you walk in and there's then it's the next stage. Yeah. It's pretty funny, <laughs> but having there be not be one there in that last area is just perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just made me very angry at the time. Yeah. It was just like that and, was. Love it. Boy, did it make you angry when it happened again on the LP? Oh, I, it didn't make me. It didn't make me angry. It didn't make me angry. There's a lot of moments in the LP where you're just at one health, especially in stage six. And I'm just like, ah, just like no, Brett's just freaking out the whole time. Don't worry, I aced the anti-grav section though. Even though I fucking hated it, I was like, you know what? You're gonna play this part of the LP because I don't want to like a day beforehand. Because I, I just, I like, just didn't want to fuck with it. I was like, I'm done, I'm done. And then I, I came was back. Planning on doing it, and then we did it, and you didn't get hit. I didn't get I hit like, once. Oh, okay, I just aced it. I could have just told him I was trolling the whole time, and he never would have known any <laughs> different. <laughs> Man, what are you going to do about those invincibility frames in the Project M3 series, man? Come on, man. <laughs> That's too short. You, you shouldn't be able to die in less than two seconds. Okay, the second game is really short. I don't know. The third one is probably fine. The third one's fine. Like, the invincibility frames in PI2 are bullshit. You can die real quick in Stage 4. You can die real quick in Stage 2! Well, I don't have a trouble with any trouble with that boss. Fuck I don't know the drill. I hate the drill. I designed made, that boss too. You made the drill. I made the drill, and then it ended up in the game, and I fucking hate it. The drill, I think, is the boss that sticks out of my brain the most. Why does it have directionally? Why does it have aim shots? It's bullshit. <laughs> I honestly don't even remember that boss. It has aimed shots, and you've got to weave through these very tight corridors with a hitbox yeah, that's, that's uh... real fucking big. Come on. That's now. the thing that I remember was the guiding it through the path while the screen scrolls really fast yeah the screen scrolls really fast for over and over for a year the the the, the <laughs> it yeah it's scrolling really fast and you've got like you've got to work through these tiny little tunnels and you've got a pretty big hitbox and aimed shots it's like <laughs> come on now <laughs> but i i haven't done much else other than like those things i've been you know I got things to take care of in real life at the moment, so I haven't had yeah. a lot of time for games. There is a game I'd really love to play, but 
I can at the moment because the developers seem to be real being real dumb about it. So I'll say it here if anybody's got a save file that is at stage five of Fury, I'll be very happy. F U R I. Yep, F U R I. If you've got a you got a you got a save file right there at stage five, I'll be real happy about that. If you shoot that my way. <laughs> for PC. For PC. For PC, yeah. Because I if uh mm-hmm. If I could do anything, like send my PS4 file over, I would just play through the whole game up to that point just to help you out. Yeah, it sucks. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any way you could send no, that though. I don't. I don't think they're compatible at all. Unfortunately. Yeah, that's a it's a real bummer because I was yeah. really liking that game and oh well, the PC version it does not like my graphics card even though I meet the requirements for it. Just hey, you got an AMD card? Uh, well, fuck you. We haven't figured it out oh, yet. And we also I have an AMD card. And we also don't we, we also don't know why certain headsets just crash the game. <laughs> hey, we haven't figured it out. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's all I've been doing. John. Yeah. What have you been doing? What have I been doing? What have I been doing? Yeah. What have you? What have you? <laughs> I played a whole mess of Sonic games. Oh boy! Wait, didn't we do that last I time? I think we did this already. Well, yeah, but at the time I'd only played Sonic One, Sonic Two, Sonic Generations. Can we? And mute, can we I mute started John Sonic Three and Knuckles. Mm-hmm. So I downloaded the um, Christian Whitehead iPhone ports of One and Two and um, Sonic Three and Knuckles. So I finished Sonic Three and Knuckles with Seven Chaos Emeralds and beat, got the Doomsday Zone ending and all that for the first time. Mm-hmm. Cool. So that was really fun. That's good shit. And it is good shit. It's real good shit. Yep. Um, it's a nearly perfect game. You could say that, yeah. Not as perfect as Sonic fucking one, though. Well, yeah. I mean, when you think about it, get out of my um, fucking get off my podcast right it's now. Sort of like, sort of like arc, it's sort of like a dip, slowly dipping arc downward towards the nadir of Sonic Three Knuckles, but it's still really good because the first one's really good. Um. But Sonic, well, I beat Sonic 1 and 2 with the Chaos Emeralds for the first time. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. Because um, Sonic 2 gets real funny and real silly um, if you, once you get all the Chaos Emeralds. It really does. But in like kind of a cute way, because like, you have to spend like the first half of every level finding 50 rings before you can go into Hypersonic and then just blaze through the rest of it and be really, really fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... So it does. If it was just hypersonic, then it would be boring. Yeah, but because of that kind of push and pull, it kind of still feels like dynamic you, and fun. You still gotta earn it, and and like a lot of those later zones, it's not easy to earn it, especially it's in Met- especially in Metropolis. Yep. Oh, but it feels so good once you get it. Yeah. It's just it's just really silly and satisfying. So it's probably my best experience with, and even getting the Chaos Emeralds is the same thing where. It's like if you just play Sonic 2 on its own um, with ignoring the Chaos Emerald stuff, so you kind of blaze through, go through each level pretty briskly, right? Mm -hmm. And just kind of having a nice time kind of trancing your way through the game. And it mostly feels pretty similar throughout. Yeah. But if you go for the Chaos Emeralds, you spend the first like four stages, like bumpers to do the fight, do the thing over and over. Yeah. And then you get the push pull of tra- seeking out rings and turning into hypersonic. Yeah. So it 
the game kind of has a bunch of different ways to play it that all feel kind of interesting in their own way. Yeah, you know, they're all they're all equally valid. Mm-hmm. And I like that the I thought always thought the Chaos Emerald stuff was kind of dumb because I was bad at all the mini games. <laughs> but it's not so much the mini games themselves, but just that they encourage you to slow down and maybe poke around the levels a little more. Yeah, is something I really appreciate. Yeah, look for, um, look for those alternate yeah, paths. All three games. Yeah, I, I would say those oh, last fuck, two I games. Am... Yeah, all three games are just some of my favorite. Those last games. two games were so good. <laughs> um, I also played through all of Sonic CD. It, was that a segue you're doing there, where you're like, Sonic Two has multiple ways to play it that are all valid. Valid? <laughs> it would make a a possible segue. Yeah. <laughs> am i coming through clearly okay you're fine yeah my uh okay cool um so sonic cd um i played that ages ago when i finally beat one through three for the first time mm-hmm. um that game's garbage that game's garbage if you don't engage with the time travel stuff because you just blaze through the levels and it's really boring and all the is that fair yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They just, you just blaze on through, feel randomly generated, shit levels. 18 uh, quintillion Sonic levels. Yeah, boy, oh boy. <laughs> Which is, like, it seems great at first, and then you just realize it's just little random spikes and springs, and you're just like, ah. Uh, Supersonic Maker. Workbench. <laughs> Supersonic Maker. <laughs> Um, so the only way to, the only way to play Sonic <laughs> CD, and that's not completely asinine and pointless, is to engage with the time travel stuff. Like that's fair, right? Yeah. If you don't engage with the time travel stuff, you're not really playing Sonic CD. You're Perhaps. playing this stupid, boring thing that they kind of let you play for whatever reason. So I, I engage mean, I, with the time I would travel st- stuff. I would still take yeah. that game over Sonic One, though. What the fuck? I, I would don't. because I would because it's shorter. Really? It lets you go fast. Really? Oh, <laughs> weird. You don't understand how much I really don't like Sonic One. They all, they all would take Metallic Madness over Scrap Brain. Yep. Okay, that's the one that I could go either way. I'll take it. Uh, I'll ju- I'll just take for the sake of argument. Stardust. I'll take it. I'll Stardust take it. Speedway. I'll take over it. Starlight. Oh, Stardust is good, though. It is pretty good. You know what's better? Starlight Zone. It's just um, the song. See, the thing the is, John, John ascribes to this theory that if a game has he- good music, <laughs> it's good. And that's where he's getting so mixed up about Sonic 1, is that Sonic 1 has a great soundtrack. And he thinks that that just makes it a good game, which is not the fucking <laughs> case. Sonic 1 is garbage. Yeah. He, he also ascribes to Austin on Twitter. <laughs> Austin specifically said that more Oh, give me this piece of gold. More than any other medium, music does not make a video game good. What? And I'm just like, "What? What the fuck?" Thank <laughs> thankfully he can still say things that even you disagree with. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> what the fuck? Constantly. <laughs> So, I engage with the time travel stuff. Every basically every single level in that game 
it just they just stick two bumpers next to each other someplace <laughs> in the level so you can build up speed to time travel trivially. Yeah, it's real oh. stupid. Wow, this sure was worthwhile and artful to make <laughs> a game about building up speed to travel through time. We the sure so- put a lot of thought into this. Sonic CD is about a game about not going too fast because then you lose your time travel <laughs> if you stop. Yep. Yep. Oh, wow. So basically the only way to play Sonic 1 is Sonic CD is um, just to be in constant pain and struggling. <laughs> and you know when I said like we're, it, we're playing, Sonic, playing Secret of Banna is like pulling teeth? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, Sonic CD kind of exemplifies that. We're playing the whole game. is just sort of like, ugh, ugh. It's more like this big, meaty If Sonic 1... Yeah, it's like... Sonic 2 kind of files off all the edges off of Sonic 1, like the Marble Zones and the Labyrinth Zones. Uh-huh. And in the process, maybe becomes a little more sort of a, of a homogenous experience. Mm-hmm. Um, which could be better, good or bad, just wherever depending on what mood you're in definitely better. sonic cd so if sonic 2 is the game that fouls off all edges sonic cd is just all edges <laughs> not wrong it is nothing but just that so why don't you like it again i'm sorry why don't you like it again Oh, you it's, think it's so, a right? It's core sonic game with all spikes and springs at but random it's not even ugh. if it if it really, like, I really see what it's going for. It really wants to be, like, the Simon's Quest of, like, <laughs> Sonic. No, I, but the I understand that Simon, The difference is that Simon's Quest is good and Sonic CD is bad. Oh, I just... Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> I'm just... Are we going to have to, like, outlaw Sonic the Hedgehog talk on this podcast? Because it gives me a migraine every time now. Okay. Sonic City is really fucking obnoxious, and there's no reason to go to the future. Why is there no reason to go to the future? Because they ran out of time. They just... <laughs> they ran out of time. Out. Ran out of time. Oh. Ah! Oh. Ah! Well, first I thought you were doing a time thing, and then I said, oh, ran. This is two and one. <laughs> gotcha. The only reason to go back... The only thing you have to do in every level of Sonic CD is just find a past um, token as fast as possible, Mm -hmm. go back in time, you're good. There's no reason to see all the pretty art and the pretty music. Yeah. I mean, you will eventually see it in the third act, but yeah, it's real stupid in the main game. You get to see it in the boss stages for like a second before the bosses. And there's so much pretty art and pretty music. It's so dumb. Ugh. I think that game would have made more sense with one better level design and two if you could only end a level in the future. Yeah. Because then yeah. on the normal path, you'd still have to be trying to get to the bad future or you could go the long way to the good future. Mm. I think I would, I would probably like the game if it did that. <laughs> Honestly. Okay, Polly. Uh, yes. You can choose one. Yeah. Sonic 1, Sonic CD. Oh, is suicide is not an option, is it? <laughs> I loaded up Sonic's one immediately after Sonic CD, and it was just like, "Oh, I can just play this. Oh, that's nice. I can just and... play Sonic CD as well. <laughs> it's only like ten stages. I can get through it in like fifteen minutes. I'll gladly take that over Sonic One. Oof. It doesn't have the labyrinth zone. Boom! Oof. There it is. 
What By a hour? vote of two to one, Sonic CD, the better Sonic game. Oh, God. E- even if Polly's vote is for the bad way to play that game. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Ooh. getting it over with, Rhett. It's just getting it over with. It's like having a tooth pulled. It's like a wacky workbench. It's like a pap smear. <laughs> oh, it's like a douchebag. It's like a douchebag! <laughs> but not a douchebag, baby boy. No. <laughs> oh, That's me. That's me. That's John. Um, and then I replayed Sonic 1 and 2 again, I think. <laughs> I just played I played through those games like three or four times a piece. Jesus. I really like Sonic 1 and 2. How did you find time for your like required weekly viewing of Pokemon Season 1? <laughs> well, I played on the toilet at work. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go fast. Gotta go fast! I, mean, I can do it on my phone now. Uh, I don't know, when John eats yeah. the wrong food, so I'm not a, sure going are... fast is a good option. <laughs> I also, um, so because Sonic 1 is so obviously the best one, it made me let go, what I'm gonna, led up to this? I'm going to put my fist through my computer so I don't have to hear this anymore. <laughs> it's not It's not obviously the best one. That's right. Sonic 1 and it's, 2 are it's... jointly, jointly <laughs> obviously the best, but, you know. I'm going to destroy, destroy you, John Thayer. All right, let's move away from Sonic okay? <laughs> This hugely divisive right. topic that will end podcasts forever. <laughs> just so, hey, just we so haven't even know. gotten back. Just so y'all know, Austin's favorite is Three and Knuckles, just by far. Damn, Austin's right about you something. Know, a broken clock is it's right. right. You know what else though? You know what else though? Likes one, thinks two is by far the worst. Me, well, I mean, Man, hey, that's that's, that's typical Austin. <laughs> For every one good opinion, 18,000 terrible ones occur. Okay. I don't even understand that one. I don't either. <laughs> because, like, two and three are really pretty much the same game. Yeah. All right. So I, I went back and played Castle Illusion starring Mickey Mouse, mm-hmm. which is just a fucking rad Sega platformer. It's just a really good early Genesis platformer. It's just a little thing. Just very solid. Yeah. Is that the it's, one with the remake on the new systems? Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I think I played that yeah. a couple of years okay. ago. It's okay. Yeah, I really like the I like the style and the mm-hmm. just the kind of that old Sega platformer style that just feels really nice. It feels um, good. It's got like a really cool look to it. Like they like Sega games just had a very uniquely Sega look to them back then. Mm-hmm. And they all faded out to blue because of Sega. Their logo's blue. Yes. <laughs> I was huh. like I was like that about Sega games, that like the older Sega games is that they always faded out to blue. That's cool. Yeah. Um But yeah, Castle of Illusion, it's just kind of like sort of my ideal casual little like my ideal platformer where it's just it's short and crunchy and varied and it's just a really nice thing to play through. Anna actually watched me play it and was like, this looks nice. It's pleasant. It's pleasant. Mm-hmm. She doesn't generally like most platformers, so mm. that was cool. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, it's kind of hard to say more about it, but you can see a lot of the sort of little secret, small branching branches and like things you can poke around, secrets you can poke into in walls and just the little touches that would also go into stuff like Sonic 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So it was neat to see kind of Sega starting that vision of what a platformer could be. Yeah, like a lot of the tricks, a lot of things very unique to their design style and philosophy, but also just very key to like what directors of games were doing back then. You would see those same tricks pop up in other games by them. Oh, absolutely. Um, Just cool drawing threads, you know. Yeah, and it's sort of hard to say much more about Castle Illusion. It's just like a nice, yeah, it's just very a nice, good little thing. Yeah, it's a nice little platformer. Hmm. And okay, I played one more game. Hmm. I think it made me more mad than <laughs> any game I can think of in like at least a year. Uh oh. I played Am Too Hard. So I think we all. We all, we all played AM2R, or, or, or hmm. John Thayer, what is AM2R? AM2R is a fan remake of Metroid 2. Yep. And I'm saying, I'm <laughs> saying this, that I can't, I'm saying that I'm really bad, because I eventually came, kind of came around hmm. to not being mad. Um, I'm not mad. I think I probably wound up... I'm not yeah. mad about it. Okay. Well, I think I... You know how you have to sometimes just obsessively series and then you can like it? Uh, you cut out there. I couldn't hear a thing you said. Okay. You know how you need to, like, obsessively, searingly hate something for, like, four days <laughs> uh, and then you can like it? I can't say that's normal. Really? Let me tell you guys about this great anime watch. Oh, shit, it's been four days. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, Amtuar, it's a really cool Metroid fan. Didn't make, didn't, hadn't been making games before mm-hmm. and picked up Game Maker and started doing a little remake of Metroid 2. And then it, the scale ballooned and he got better at coding and learned a bunch of new stuff and incorporated a bunch of new features. And from this little tiny tech demo just blossomed this huge... Zero Mission style remake of Metroid 2 with a bunch of cool features and just being very generally technically accomplished. Um, it plays great. It looks really solid. Um, it's exactly what a lot of people would want out of a remake of Metroid 2. I think that's all pretty fair. I know Polly doesn't like how it controls. I will say, though. I think the game feels like garbage. I think the movement okay. feels wrong. The jumping feels wrong. Like, nothing about it feels good at all. There's no, like, Samus has this running animation that is, like, so stupidly fast, and you're literally going nowhere on the screen. Even when you get the speed booster, you're just, you feel like you're plodding along as fast as a cow can haul ass. Hmm. There's, it's like, it, it feels like fucking Zero Mission. That was the goal, I think. Or so. not Zero Mission, not Zero Mission. Fuck, no. It feels like Other, other, other It feels like Other M. Mm. Like, Other M has that same problem of you're running really fast, it looks like, but you go oh, really yeah. slow, and your jump feels terrible, and, like, the platforming's god-awful, and the enemy designs are boring, and all the Metroid fights suck shit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And there's those pixel scan moments, and then when you have to point the Wii... Oh, which game are we oh, talking wait. about? <laughs> so, yeah, Southern M does suck, but I think we banned that on this. Yeah. I, yeah. Fucking, I fucking hate AM2R. I think it's terrible. Ugh. Okay. That's fair. I think it's <laughs> yeah, miserable. We've... It's miserable. I, think... I played through Metroid 2 again. 
afterward. And it was like, oh, wait, no, Metroid 2 is actually pretty good. <laughs> and then you took it and added a bunch of things that it didn't need. Mm-hmm. And you made the very concept of power-up feel pointless. Yeah, we're kind of swirling around the mad here. Yeah. Because I was <laughs> seething at this game. Because, you know what? I had been kind of keeping my eye on this game for, like, years. Seven years. That's um, how long I've been aware I, of it. I knew about it years ago. And I played the little demo years ago. Yep, and it was too. cute. It was cute. And... And I thought it didn't play well. Uh-huh. So, like, wh- honestly, the thing about whether or not it plays well is just sort of moot to me. Like, does that make sense? I think it's a dumb thing to be mute, to, to, just, to be moot. Okay, it's not moot, but it's like, just conceptually, this game infuriates me. To the point that just the better it is, the more it kind of pisses me off. Oh, that because was... that makes sense. <laughs> I could see I... it makes sense from a John Thayer perspective. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, are you? Play... Yeah. Are you, are you like the person who going? This is ruining my childhood because like this existing deletes the original thing from existing. No, that that's kind of what you sound like right now. Yes, where it's it like, does, and everyone... that's what I. If That's... like if people like this game, then they're not going to talk about Metroid Two anymore. And no, it kind of gets erased yes. that way. <laughs> Nobody else. That's the that is the ugly side of me that I was dealing with, <laughs> and why I eventually kind of chilled out on the damn thing, and then had fun and beat another area, and it's cute and recognized it as what it is, which is a cute, cool fan thing, and by a guy who is just kind of. Figuring things out and just adding features and making this big, dumb, neat thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's kind of what I arrived at. But I just heard like a couple people say something like, wow, this just fixes all the bullshit in Metroid Uh, 2. And God, is it Austin? You follow the wrong people on Twitter. Let's be honest. You're always like, yeah. oh, I heard these really shitty opinions, and they totally colored my viewpoint. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't just Austin. It was a bunch of people. Like I think Christine Love. <laughs> yeah. s- Christine Love straight up said, "This is the definitive version of Metroid 2. Yeah, see that. I agree with that being kind of shitty because like this is not a Nintendo quality product. No, like this, it not. just isn't. And it is, a, it is a it is a decent ROM hack at best. Mm-hmm. And it's just. Every single change they made to this game um, spits uh, is going in the opposite <laughs> direction of what Metroid 2 actually tries to accomplish. Like, even if Metroid 2 isn't a super fun game in a lot of ways, right? right. Like, everything about it that pisses people off at least has, like, a certain kind of effect that makes sense for what it's trying to do. Right. Is kind of what how I feel about it. Like there's no map that's inconvenient mm-hmm. and prohibitive for a lot of people, right? Right. But it makes the game really scary and claustrophobic and you're just lost in this maze and it's cool. Right. It makes sense for the effect of the game. The screen is really fucking small and your sprite is really big. So mm-hmm. every time there's a fight, like a Metroid fight, you're just in this really scary, super claustrophobic environment. The fights are just bullshit. You're just 
throwing damage at each other, hoping that you run out of resources, um, that it runs out of health before you run out of resources. Yeah. Um, but that still ha induces panic. It still has the right effect that the game's story is trying to instill in you. Mm -hmm. um, it's so real funny that Samus's sprite in Metroid 2 is actually bigger than the NES sprite. Yeah. Like yeah. it was very, it was absolutely intentional. Like it's not even the same sprite. It's a bigger one. Yeah. On yeah. a much, it's much smaller resolution screen. Every little thing about it is it looks repetitive. You're crawling around really slowly on this with the spider ball. It's uh, I, I, I don't really like the spider ball. That's the one part. It's just like, ah, eh, really? Even in it's, the remake, I'm just like, oh, this is so slow. They didn't speed it up in the remake. So it's like, if you're going to try to just make a dumb shooty game, at least speed, at least it go all the way. Yeah, you really should have too. Because it's just Fun like, man. And make the spider ball fast. I just have this compulsion to like check every ceiling just in case. It's just like, man, would be nice if the spider ball wasn't so god awfully slow, <laughs> especially when like the jumps are super super fast now. Mm-hmm. So that's just kind of where that's just kind of where I'm at with Metro Two. Like everything about it that yeah people don't like that there's no music for a lot of it. It's just kind of weird atonal be atonal beeps. Yeah, um, yeah, like that's works very great for the game's effect. Yes. So, I really love the game. I it totally makes sense to me why a lot of people wouldn't really connect with it or want to play it as much as other games. Um, I just don't understand how someone can play Metroid Two and then just be like, "Oh, look at all these dumb mistakes. Yeah. Look at all these things that need to be fixed, um, so that the game can be good and polished." Mm -hmm. It just seems like a very thoughtless way of sort of thinking about games. Yeah. And so AM2R basically just kind of validates all that stuff by just being like, here, we fixed it. We made yeah, Metroid 2 good. That's all I hear people saying is, wow, they finally made Metroid 2 good. That's the only thing people say. Yeah. And it's just like, man, whatever. This is not even yeah. good. This is just, yeah. this is just like a bad copy of Zero Mission but feels way more like other M. <laughs> <laughs> so like that's sort of where I'm at with it. It was like, I'm kind of having fun playing it yeah. and just like kind of appreciating it as a low scale thing. Like the controls don't bug me as much. Um, it's just so obviously not at all as ambitious artistically or trying to accomplish the same things as Metroid two. No. And it just kind of is completely toned deaf to everything that was trying to accomplish basically um, yeah and then yeah so hearing people t just the dialogue around it when it was coming when it was really fresh was yeah. just sort of like hey none of the people you listen talk to <laughs> a ton of the people you talk to don't actually care or know anything about this game that's really important to you <laughs> yeah basically and it kind of hurt because <laughs> i've made three games yeah. that are really inspired by metroid 2 Oh really? I, we I, made I one. Wasn't able to tell. <laughs> so that I mean, as far as games go, that's probably inspired me as an artist more than any game. So it's just like sort of realizing how important that work was to me, mm -hmm. and any dialogue that sort of served shit to on it. Shit on it, just really thoughtlessly. Um, just made me sad. Yeah. So AM2R yeah. mostly just made me sad. 
Am yeah, Gerard just makes me think, wow, this is <laughs> real poopy. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe if I maybe if I approach it now that I'm not as kind of wrapped up in the pedigree sort of and the dialogue, maybe I can just be like, oh yeah, it actually doesn't play great. Enjoy those terrible Metroid fights. They're god awful. And they put <laughs> them in really the, bad. They put them in the worst possible rooms as well. I mean that's the mm. whole point, is it? It's so like, the the first gamma. Yeah. Like the thing about this for me is that I haven't played Metroid 2 since it came out. So like I honestly can't tell what's new and what's not besides like I can tell like a lot of the mini bosses are new but that's like it. Mm-hmm. It was kind of interesting like going through an area and being like, "Oh, that whole Chozo part was new, right?" And then I look at the map and it's like exactly the same. I'm like, "Oh, huh, weird." But like yeah. it obviously there's, didn't have There's anything. a lot of new tension. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like the way this adds all the like, whole water section where you're being like Yeah, that makes sense. hydraulic tubes. I thought that was really clever. Yeah, that part was cool. Mm-hmm. It's it's weird though. Like they add visual themes for all the areas now, but then a lot of them are mechanical, and it's like that's not what Metro Two is really about. Yeah, like yeah. it's supposed to, it's supposed to be this abandoned planet, guys. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. supposed to be like an organic sense of place, and it's all yeah. like just turned into weird factory. Like yeah. e- you can tell that it's all sprite rips of Zero Mission, and that they've just like edited those. Mm-hmm. In a lot of cases, they didn't even edit them; they just threw them in wholesale. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the funny thing is that I also haven't played Zero Mission since it came out, roughly. Mm-hmm. So even that stuff is just kind of washing over me, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. "Oh, this looks all new." Yeah, I have a real shitty memory. I just like, remember I, that one of my favorite one of my favorite rooms in Metroid Two is the Gamma Metroid fight mm-hmm. um, in the, the tall, skinny room with sand at the bottom. Yeah, and it's like covered in moss and has a bunch of platformer platforms in the midair and you've just gotten the space jump and it's super still, the screen is really small. So it still feels like really vast and cool. Yeah. And then in the new one, it's like a boring mechanical room and it's just like, Oh, way to ruin it guys. Yeah. And then they fill the game with elevator music. So (laughs) it's really bad sounding. I really wish I could make music as good as Metroid prime music. Like, that's what they yeah. tried to do to it, and it's just like, it sounds bad. Like, Metroid Prime is, like, the opposite of Metroid 2. Like, just, I don't mean that in, like, a it's worse way. I mean it as in Metroid 2 is this really focused, intense descent into a planet as forces on all sides are trying to kill you. Yeah. And then Metroid Prime is super zen. Let's explore this place yeah. for, like, ten hours. Hey, let's go. Do you... Do you Let's get halfway through the phase on mines and then double back to <laughs> Fendrana Drifts. <laughs> All right, now let's now let's go find the twelve artifacts. I guess we can end the game now. And I like that. I like yes, the yes. effect of Metroid Prime. I just think it's that good. like Metroid uh, Prime's musical style that's not Metro- does yeah, not totally work. Good. It does not work for this game. It's not good. Did you I see thought- that they added like <clears throat> Like obvious backtrack sections, like you're gonna have to go backwards to previous sections, yeah, to get all the items in yeah. Metroid Two. Yeah, the mo- the least go backwards and look for power ups uh, game in the series. Yeah, like that game keeps you moving forward pretty at a pretty every good clip. second. Yeah, no, did the original map like doesn't technically work on its own? Like it layers over itself the way nope, the earthquakes happen. Yep. Does it? So doesn't the original like totally block off backtracking? Um, I don't think so, uh, but there's okay. no reason to ever. 
you can get all the items on your first trip through. And that's also true in Super Metroid, I think, where if you do two loops around, if you fully loop around after you beat Kraid mm-hmm. back through Krakomire, mm-hmm. um, you can get, I think, every single item except one in Brinstar where yeah. you need the gravity suit. Yeah. Um, but aside from that one item, the gravity suit, that's not too far off from Torian. Every single item is attainable during the natural path through the game. Super Metroid still values uh, momentum. Like this game, like it's just kind of like, hey man, like Metroid games have backtracking, and that's what they're yeah. known for. Let's build in some backtracking. You know how many times I 100%ed Fusion and Zero Mission? Once. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say zero. Yeah, once a piece, and it was miserable <laughs> because they just make you, like, at the very end of the game, all right. Now you can go back and spend two hours. Yeah, yeah. They 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 and lock you they, out in real yeah. ways. Yeah, I yeah. thought. I mean, I guess you're technically right about Super Metroid like being more organic, but it always felt like after you beat Ridley, it's like okay, time to get the items if you want. Mm, yeah, I just don't really get have that experience. Once I beat Ridley, it's like all right, time for yeah, time to close but, this one out. But that is like a massive backtrack section from mm, Ridley yeah. over the tutorial. Yeah. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, so AM to our <laughs> like artistically really offends me as like a cool one dude's like, hey, yeah, I'm gonna do this fun thing. Like that's not offensive. It's just like if this was the next Metroid game, which a lot of people no. are saying it should have been, um, I would be well, just very put out. Yeah. <laughs> have I you seen what it. the next Metroid game is? Yeah, no, that's not a metric. <laughs> yeah, it's it, the met. It's okay. Playing AM2R was like, it's a shame they stopped making metro. Playing AM2R was like, huh, it's a shame they stopped making metro games after 2002. Yeah, yeah, bummer, <laughs> bummer. Yeah, but hey, they made five great games. Yep, in yep. a row, and then they never made another one. Yeah, that's a shame. <laughs> You God. hate Zero Mission way more than me and Polly do. Yeah, like I really like Zero Mission. I, it's, I, I kind of i I played Zero Mission like twelve times. Oh, that's probably more than me. Then Jesus, as a kid. Yeah, I I yeah, speed I ran really, that game when it came out, so I've yeah. I've seen that game through probably thirty five, yeah. forty times. Yeah, I've played I played that game more to death than probably any of the other Metroid games. Yeah, um, like. I get that it's kind of like a Metroid-ish game where like the backtracking mm-hmm. is really kind of forced and built into it, mm-hmm. but like it's really fun to play in arcade. It's and the I like most it on... fun to play of all the Metroid games by yeah. far. I think it's mm-hmm. like Fusion. Like I don't really think the first three Metroid games really function great as like shooty shoot oh, games. Not no, like, definitely not. Even, That's not even, the appeal. Yeah, like so, yeah. Like even Super Metroid, the bosses are mostly still just just right, damage a bunch tanks. Of resources, trade them back. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. You can't avoid um, them. Like you can see the speedrunners like do those bosses without getting hit. Yeah. Like there yeah. is a skill potential there. But yeah, your first time through mm-hmm. was just like, okay, I'm just gonna stand in front of Ridley and dump. Yep. Yep. <laughs> he means literally so... pull. He means literally pull his pants down and just take a crap. <laughs> is what he means. God, the Ridley fight is still so good though. That still is the best Ridley sprite in Super Metroid. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But then Fusion Fusion was like, hey, what if we also made it a fun action game and also wrapped it in this really propulsive, neat story and contextualized all everything? 
Yeah, yeah. Remember you talking um, earlier on Twitter say a lot about, of people like how much about yeah. how the how about how like the the like everything is contextualized, like the health pickups, the way upgrades mm-hmm. are obtained. Everything is contextualized in an interesting way. Yeah, even Metroid Two doesn't contextualize like the health pickups. Nope. Or um or like the fucking lava, <laughs> which the remake doesn't fix. Like the lava is like the one thing in Metroid Two that's concretely dumb. Yeah. Is that. Oh, you killed five Metroids. Now the lava. Now the lava's moving oh, for some lava. reason. The rest of the next level. Yeah, like that's a dumb shortcut in Metroid Two. It's like the one thing in the game that's like, yep, that's just silly. Um, I don't know how I'd fix it necessarily, but it is dumb as it is. Um, mm-hmm. and then, but yeah, and then the remake doesn't fix that. It even has like a little scan log that says we don't know why it, the lava goes down. So. Does that not go anywhere? Because yeah, I thought you said that it might hint that the Metroid Queen is causing might, that by the it end. It might. Like, it might, but I um I saw that in a YouTube comment for the game from, from like, two years ago. So I think oh. someone... Yeah. So... Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not actually convinced that that's going to be in the game. If it if it explains the lava, that would be an actual positive thing. Mm. Um. And I don't think they bring up the X-Virus at all, either. Like, that would have been cool. Apparently like, the they, room from the intro of Fusion is in there, though. Oh, is it? That's, that's yeah, cool. So, that's a so nice like, touch. Got that same little jumpy enemy in there. Mm, oh, yeah. I, pre- I appreciate that. Um, And that's kind of... But, yeah. Do you think you'll finish think it? a lot about... I'm sorry? Do you I think you'll finish it? I yeah. want to see the metric. I, yeah, I want to see how they do the ending because yeah. the ending kind of makes Metroid Two for me. Um, I reached a point in that game where, like, within fifteen minutes, I honestly got like the space jump, the wave beam, the phaser, uh, the speed dash, and so- maybe something else. And I was just like, "Man, game, you need to chill with these <laughs> power ups because it's just like it's just... you're not giving room for anything to breathe." Like, uh-huh. within 20 minutes, I became, like, this super fast-running, flying, dashing badass that, could, like, the level design felt completely trivialized because, like, mm-hmm. I'm, I, my firepower jumping ability and stuff got so upgraded. It's just like, well... And you're, like, halfway through the game! Yeah. God. And the speed... The space jump is so laborious in, super, in uh, Metroid 2. Like, you have Not to really. time it just right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And even yeah. in Super Metroid, it's still pretty... There's still some art to it. In yeah. this game, if you press A while you're in yeah. the air, then you jump. Even if you're not spinning. Yeah, I've noticed this game totally doesn't recognize the whole difference between, like, a vertical jump and a spin jump. No. Mm-hmm. Like, you just transition between them willy-nilly, and that's like, yeah. uh, not really... I mean, Zero Mission kind of started that, where you could go into a spin jump during a regular oh. jump, but um, yeah, whatever balance was left there, this one doesn't really have. And also, that, wall jumping, wall jumping that, is super easy. I think that mid-air transition actually started in Fusion. I want to say, yeah, you were, I, you were a, I think you were able to double tap A and cool. uh, just transfer into that. Yeah, it just didn't matter as much because you couldn't really wall jump, whereas in Zero Mission, you're you can wall <laughs> jump everywhere. So. Um, I think the only thing that I think feels good in this game is the wall jump. Actually, like that's the one yeah. thing that doesn't bug me. I, like I wall jumped. I wall jumped in the second area. I was like, wait a minute. I wonder <laughs> if he added. 
oh, he did and then i just gleefully wall jumped everywhere yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty cool just when you tr- you just try it instinctively and, and it's there and you're just like oh cool yeah well it's there why wouldn't it be at this point you know like why wouldn't that be an inclusion but it's yeah. not like shoved in your face makes... and it's not an upgrade no yeah <clears throat> but yeah i think eric john brought up that in the original metroid 2 in the first area you get the bomb then you get the spider ball. Yep. And those are the two most important power-ups in the entire game. Basically, yeah. And everything just kind of comes comes back to that. Yeah. And you get the bomb, and you get, oh, big Chozo room, and you get the charge beam after a mini-boss yeah. fight. And then you get the spider ball. Whatever. <laughs> Who cares about the spider ball? We're, we got the charge beam. So just diluting that first beat. Mm. Um, yeah, Amtor just kind of makes me sad. <laughs> and it it's made me think a lot about how much I like um, the previous Metro. What I like yeah. about the previous Metro games, um, Zero Mission. Zero Mission is really great, and it's really great because they didn't make any more games like it. Does that make sense? I can see that. Yeah, yeah. if they kept making games like Zero Mission, then it would have really been. It would have because that was the first yeah. sort of explicitly backwards-looking Metroid game. Yeah, like let's take Metroid One and add in this cool stuff from Zero from super and fusion to make something that's really, really cool and plays great. Yeah. Um, Cause Hey, whereas, guess what? Metroid one doesn't play great. <laughs> no, it doesn't. So I really wonder yeah. what, what Metroid dread would have been if it was a yeah. 2d game they were working yeah. on. I don't know. I would hope it would be something different from everything that they came before yeah. because Metroid's one through four and prime were had different guiding yeah. like souls than every other, than their predecessors. Um, and that's kind of why I really love those games. Mm. Um, all right. We can probably move on from yeah. that. I, I, I love a few more things actually. <laughs> okay. Go for it. I think the thing about this project is like, it, I feel bad kind of shitting on it. Cause like as a mm-hmm. triumph, it's kind of a triumph of just one dude making this thing for seven years. Mm-hmm. And that like, that's really cool that this actually came out before getting mm-hmm. DMCA by Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just it's such a, a underdog yeah. story. <laughs> yeah, it's cool that it happened, but like, yeah, yeah. things about how it plays are just eh. yeah. like yeah. that's not like not even really his fault. I think it's just like everybody is acting like this is the next Nintendo produced game. It's just like no, it's not. Like everyone is so starved for new Metroid. Yeah, and the whole Federation Force thing is just really yeah, it's kind of like people off yeah, right now. yeah, like you've got a lot oh. of bad a game that's also been in development for seven years. Weirdly enough, fucking weird, huh? Seven years for that garbage. I don't, th- I don't actually think. Well, I don't know. They said it was before the 3DS, which was 2011. Oh, like God. it's actually re- that was like originally thought of as a launch game, I think, or launch window. Oh my god! And then they, I don't know how the hell they have spent so long on this that thing. Mm. But oh. I remember seeing some interview that was like, "Oh yeah, this has actually been in development for like five years." I'm just like, "What? When did nobody tell you that it was bad?" Yeah, like at some point, somebody during the development of that thing had to come in and be like, "Woo, this stinks!" I cannot believe they just never pulled the plug on that thing. Like, mm-hmm. oh my god. Nintendo gives a fuck about Metroid at this point anyway. How did they not look at this and go, wow, well, uh, let's just cut our loss. It's for a dumb series we don't even care about anyway, so. Yeah. Call it Prime well, I... Hunters 2. 
<sighs> you know what the fun thing is though? All the all the those great Metroid games were basically different ultimately like differing visions. Mm-hmm. And since those games came out, there have been so many games that follow in those footsteps and tell their own stories <laughs> while taking cues from what Metroid accomplished. Yeah, so, so there's Castlevania Symphony of the Night, Castlevania Harmony <laughs> of Distance, Castlevania Aria of Shadow, Castlevania Order of Ecclesia, Castlevania... Axiom Verge <laughs> is the only good one. I know, one. I know. <laughs> yes, there, I mean, I'm just I making mean a joke. Cave there's so I mean, many. Cave story. Yeah. I mean, Cave Story, I mean Hunters, I mean my stuff, I mean yeah. like a or bunch of like, Star Guard. I mean, Redder. I mean, Hero Core. There are a ton of great. Yes, the indie. I don't even. I'm. <laughs> Metroidvania yeah. became a banned word for a reason. Yes. Yeah. Indies I, really like that formula. I'm it's not even talking. That... I, I'm not. Ta- I'm not honing in on sort of the bullshit formulaic. Yeah. Um, Metroidvania. I mean, the stuff that isn't just trying to be the next Super Metroid. I right. mean, the stuff that is right. just conveys that same spirit. So I think that, I think that games like Hunters convey that more than something like Amr Am Two R, um, and that and that was something that you said was, um, somebody said this is the the best Metroid game was made by wasn't oh, made yeah. by Nintendo uh, about Am Two R. Somebody said that on a stream I was watching today, and I closed the fucking browser. <laughs> but that just got me thinking about all the games that that could apply to and. Yeah. Make me want to be that person's friend, yeah. and yeah, it's, it's Dark Souls. Dark, that's oh, one. Yeah. Fucking Cyclus Fjords, Stargard, oh, um, Steven Sausage There's just the Witness. I'm sorry. <laughs> Actually, yeah. my favorite Metroidvania of 2011 was Fez. Yes, <laughs> there we go. Cool. So that was the game so, where the keys were in your head. There you go. So the best Metroid game from here on out <laughs> isn't ever going to be a Metroid game. And it's not going to be inspired by Castlevania Symphony of the Night. And Super Metroid comes the latest <laughs> indie project. But don't worry. We're, we're past that. Now it's, it's going always, to be someone wants to... We're past that, though. Yeah. Everything now is like Dark Souls. Like yeah. I have yeah. seen fucking yeah. No Man's Sky is like Dark Souls. And I'm just like... Uh. Pulling the gun out of the drawer. Just I'm I'm done, guys. I can't take it. Over. It's over. <laughs> yeah. The me- next Metroid isn't going to be. The next Metroid game isn't going to be from someone <laughs> who next... wants to make a game like Dark Souls. No, and it's not going to be from someone who wants to make a game like Metroid. Absolutely it's gonna be, not. It's going to be by someone that wants to make a game that says something important to them. Yeah. And then they're going to make a game that does that, and it's going to be beautiful. I so, thought that statement made sense before you finished it, where you just said the next Metroid game isn't going to be <laughs> someone who makes the Nate wants to make another Metroid game. Yeah, no, it's just not going to be. It's There's just not going to be. Not going Metroid. to be. <laughs> so there's other no, M2. There's really, there's really no great loss that there's no other M2 or Prime, whatever the fuck they were going to keep making. <sighs> um, because there's plenty of people who are yeah. con- continuing that tradition. I think lonely space adventure is a genre that can be reasonably made by small teams. Yeah. Yep. That's that's kind of the thing is that Metroid represents that sort of 
how you can tell something really moving in a game with not a lot of stuff mm. going on. Yeah. And I think that's, since all three of us have worked on Metroid Inspired, I feel like we're sort of in a good place to say that. Yeah, I, 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 I um, can agree. Metroid's probably my favorite video game series. Definitely. Um, yeah, just because Chrono Trigger's one game and Undertale's yeah. one game. <laughs> and then Metroid is... Undertale 2. Metroid oh, coming God. to the NX. <laughs> yeah. This time they're in the city. <laughs> or they're all dead. It imports your save file. Yeah! <laughs> just opens up to a bunch of corpses. <laughs> Can't play it. You fucked up. <laughs> a tulip pops up on the title screen. Boy, you were a real fucker, weren't you? <laughs> hey, by the way, welcome to the city. It's kill or be killed. I was thinking the other day, what if Neptunia like imported your save file and then the second game has that ending where you can kill everybody? <laughs> <laughs> so it just starts the third game. It's just Nepgear by herself. And nothing happens. <laughs> Given that Neptune is the catalyst for all those games to kick off, like, there's nothing left, nothing happens. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Oh, my God. Have, have we talked about Metroid? Yeah. I'm not trying to rush it all, obviously. I just don't want to get stuck, get y'all stuck on me. <laughs> I will say. If y'all have anything else to say, I've go played for it. more of the Metroid 2 remake than I have of any of those recent Met Castlevania games. Oh god, they're the like, worst. Like I just I just totally bounced off all those, but this stuck with me a little bit. Like the level design does just feel more natural and interesting to prod around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They feel it's not a bunch like, of flat hallways. <laughs> yeah. They're just they're just the worst. I really hate them. <laughs> Bloodstain looks fucking terrible. Oh uh, man, censorship. Yeah, yeah, Good we're getting people. censored. We're getting censored now. <laughs> oh my god! So, what else have you done, or have you done anything, John? Um, I watched the first two volumes of Ruby. Okay. Um, <laughs> Polly's just like, okay, what? What else did you do? What else did you do? Nothing. Okay. All right. No, <laughs> just it's, kidding. It's, it's um okay. It's um Anna called it like it's sort of like Sailor Moon by way of Revengeance. Uh huh. In the sense of it's a bunch of cute high school girls and then also insert songs during incredibly over-the-top action sequences every now and then. Yeah. Um, I'd probably say it's sort of like Sailor Moon by Wave of Vengeance, but kind of bad. Oh. Okay. Ooh, we've got dissension yeah. in the ranks. Yeah. I'm whispering because she's in the other room and I don't want her to... Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's... it's it's a thing. Um, I, I'll I'll probably I'll watch volume three, but I, I I watched the first two volumes and then didn't really think about it at all for the next week. From yeah, from what I have heard, I think that like I've heard other people mirror this thought that like it doesn't really start getting good until three. Mm -hmm. So that's just yeah. kind of like what I've heard other people say is that it's really kind of a a bit of a slog for those first two seasons, and then by the time you get to mm -hmm. three, like, they've sort of found their way. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I the, the creator of that, for... didn't the creator of that unfortunately pass away last year? Just kind of randomly? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I thought. 
there's a, there's a huge quality jump from volume one to volume two, mm-hmm. just for what it's worth. Like mm-hmm. it gets instantly way more watchable. I think he was working on it on his two. own for season one, though. So I think mm-hmm. that he actually oh, had wow. more of a staff for season two and onward. That makes it a lot easier to grasp that it was one person. That makes it a lot make a lot more sense. Yeah, but um. Yeah, volume one, I kind of compared it to like the Newgrounds Flash aesthetic. <laughs> yeah. Mid-Grounds Newgrounds Flash aesthetic. Yeah. It's um, that, but in 3D, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and with some cool fight scenes but, and and live and learn plays. Um, <laughs> Wait, does it act? Does that actual. No, live and learn doesn't okay. actually play. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it was a Flash movie, movie from um, Newgrounds, it totally would. It totally would, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not. And there's a lot of, and I there's not really gay romance in the show as far as I've grasped so far. But Boy, you wouldn't know I, that. I, with I all, of, you wouldn't know that with all the fan I art. I kind of Twitter went into it on assuming there, I, I kind of went into it hoping it would be a lot gayer than it is. <laughs> yeah, like with all the art that I've seen Taylor post, I thought this was just Gayapalooza 2016. Uh, Fuck no, it's not. Sort of um the core situation. Yeah, where it's like, hey, at least we got a couple of gay of characters for people to draw fan art of. Yeah, basically. but um, but honestly, tonally, a lot of it's like Neptunia. Like one of the characters is just <laughs> Neptune. One of them is just Noir. Well, there's a guy um, named Neptune as well. Yeah, I don't know. There's also a guy named Neptune. And again, it gets a lot better um, going into Volume Two. Is that um, I still don't really love it as it is, but mm-hmm. the the quality jump is huge it starts to actually feel like sort of a real show you know gotcha um like when i started when i started volume one on my on my phone it started it and it was just like this portentous monologue about the lore of the universe oh that's the worst way to start anything yeah and i just put it down it was like 20 seconds and then i slammed it down and it was like okay and then Picked mm. it back up, and then for the first episode, I had to slam it down like two more like, every two minutes. <laughs> just like, okay, okay, I really want to be the, do uh, this. I really want to do this, but man, yeah, I'm looking I, forward to it getting sad at least. I watched the first first fifteen minutes or so on Netflix a while ago, and I just yeah, I really just couldn't get past like the look of it. Like the whole weird 3D model thing, like it looks like it was made I in mean, that Miku Miku program, whatever. It only gets better from there. Yeah, that's good to hear because man, yeah. it was just it was just too off putting for me to because like yeah. it's a cool fight scene in theory, but it just looks weird. Mm, I I was in I basically was into the look by especially in the second season. Mm. Plus, there's some cool character designs and really pretty ladies. Um, and that, we just, we can all appreciate pretty ladies, I think. <laughs> I mean, that's just why people watch this show. So yeah, show, right. So you know who to ship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I and saw you there's... guys naming the ships in the <laughs> chat channel earlier. Oh god! Oh my god! It's 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 all right. So, <laughs> oh, Bumblebee is there's you know how they're all named after colors. No. Uh huh. And they actually explain that very elaborately in the in the lore. Um, <laughs> um, but there's the yellow character and the um, black colored, ca- black theme colored character. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that ship is called Bumblebee. Oh, I see what they did there. Yeah. So, 
the so if they do a poly ship of that character with Weiss Schnee, the white character, the white colored character, mm-hmm. um, it becomes the bees Schnee's ship. God, I hate <laughs> fandom so no, that's much. No, that's the best thing about this. No, Come on. I hate okay. fandoms. I hate fandoms. The best you lo- thing. You hate fandoms, but you love fan art. Exactly. Uh, Give me all the fan art in the world. Uh, Fuck fandoms. Okay, John, I'm going to read one from the chat. Please explain this to me. Ruby Weiss Blake is newspaper. I have no fucking idea. Okay. I, oh, wait, wait. Is it like Ruby, red, Ruby, black and white? Red, black and white? Red, black and white, but I don't know how that's a newspaper. Red and white, and what's what's... What's black it's... and white and red all over? A newspaper. Oh my god. Fuck it! Fandoms yes! are stupid! Fandoms are stupid! Yes! Get the fuck out! No, that no, that is the best thing. You know about... what's great about Steven Universe is that the ships have official names. <laughs> you know what else is great about Steven yep. Universe? It's fandom. Oh no, wait, it's fandom is also terrible because it runs its own fucking show creators off Twitter. Did that happen again? Yeah, it happened again. Really? Oh, oh I, I yeah. I the Stephen Nuke has been one of the great. one of the the writers was kind of just bummed out that episodes have been leaking, and everyone was uh, like, "Why don't you shut the fuck up? We don't really? have it." What the yeah. fuck? It's like you fuck off. I hate fandoms. Like they're I fucking hope... poison. Hmm. Was it the person who was also running the Paradot account? Uh, I'm not I sure. Not. I don't no, know. Because no. the Paradot account is real great. Yes, the Paradot mm. account is fantastic. Steven Universe is the best. It's really made me appreciate just how it has characters speaking words to each other, and it sounds like people actually talking to each other. Yeah. I really like that in media. Oh, uh, it was the person running the Twitter of Paradot. Uh, well, Bummer. son of a bitch. Because it linked to her account, and now it's just going, this page doesn't exist. Oh, that is the, unfortunate. But the Paradot one is still there, so maybe she'll just use that. Depends on how <laughs> many people know it's actually her that did it. It has, uh, it has 97,000 followers. See, I'm going to say that that account never posts again. <sighs> Which is unfortunate because the Paradot account is really funny. And they were like literally w- timing it with the show. Yes! That was real good. Oh. Clods, so season clods, three. Is... Clods, clods, clods. <laughs> Steven Universe season three was really great. Yeah. It was really a blast. I'm really. I think. I don't the, know. I think that the yeah. story. The, I think the propelling story parts were good. I think the standalone episodes were kind of eh. I think maybe marathoning through those didn't help. Mm. Like, I think having them one a day was good pacing for that. Probably. Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't wasn't overwhelming just trying to get through all of them at once, but then it wasn't like, oh, great, another week, and this is what we get. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think daily was the best way. And, you know, now now we can get back to what really matters is the more Lars episodes. (laughs) <laughs> I really love Sadie. Oh my god. Uh, good stuff. Oh, also Ruby has um man in dress gags. Oh good. Yay. Yeah, that are played. Those are us, good. Those so. are always fun. 
That's pretty uh, fabulous. Funny that, for yeah, everybody. Maybe. Those are funny. That maybe. If you can't, I don't know. If you, you can't laugh at a man in a dress gag, what can you laugh at? Right, guys? Right? So, again, going back to Steven Universe and just being like, oh, this is nice. Oh, this is <laughs> yeah. nice. A show written oh, a, fresh a show written by LGBT people, you know, that's friendly for LGBT people. Oh God, it's so wholesome. It's so God that just those finales with season three and just kind of hammering a lot of the metaphors really home. Yeah, good stuff. Ugh. Good stuff. All right. Um, and also, I went clothes shopping with Anna for like the first time willingly, and bought a bunch of cute shirts, and I feel really good about them. I'm wearing one now. No more dad shoes. Feels good. No more boring no dad more, shoes. No more boring dad shoes. No more boring dad pants. No more boring dad shirts. Ever. There you go. That was my aesthetic. That was my look <laughs> for my entire life. No more boring dad hair, by the yeah, way. Yeah, boring dad hair. Yeah, yeah. God. Oh, oh my that God. was my week. There you go. Good stuff, John. So is that all you've been up to? Yep. He thought about it. Like, thought about it. I was like, I was kind of wincing there for a moment, thinking, "Come on!" <laughs> I thought please. of an insult. Hey, I got an insult for Rhett, You paste smeared banana wagger. Whoa! But that's egg a plant that, advocate. Whoa. Eggplant advocate is pretty good. <laughs> All right, so it's time to move on to everybody's favorite segment of the Socks Cast. That's right. It's time for butt steam. We call it that because it's fart. <laughs> it's a, it sounds like a fart. Yes. But but steam, right? Do you get it? I get it. But, I'm just thinking though, boy, I could have gotten some this week because those fucking No Man's Sky threads have been something else. Oh, I got one that's pretty good sitting right here in front of me. Oh, good. Coming in from our good pal Maple. I believe this is from. Uh, is it Battlefield One that's taking place in World War One? That yeah. would make sense. Okay. So I believe this is from uh, a YouTube comment. I'm not sure uh, where it is because I don't have the exact name of the person that said it, which is a bummer because I always like calling these people out, giving them, you know, giving them their credit, <laughs> giving them credit when it's credit's due. <clears throat> now, this one starts off. Let me know if you've heard this one before. <clears throat> I'm not a racist, but. Oh, God. Oh, God. You know, that, like, well, that, now let's not jump to conclusions. We might, you know, I know that that, that, that kind of start, usually always bad news. It's, it's usually when... at this point. I'm not racist, but, but I am is basically where it always goes. All right, well, let's see. Well, let's see if this guy can, 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 can pull it out of the mud here and maybe, maybe bring it on home. Drop some knowledge on our heads. It's maybe worth having. <clears throat> Why a black guy for representing a World War One soldier? Well, okay, you lost it. I had faith in this one. I thought maybe he was going to do it. I didn't. Why a black guy for representing a World War soldier? I mean, really, I know a handful of blacks served both sides, but he's on the fucking cover! I smell SJW propaganda. Uh-huh. I'm not a racist, but... Boy, I, I, I was really hoping for this one. I thought that, you know, might have learned by now, but... I... Yeah. I saw a comment a while ago from the new Mirror's Edge that uh -huh. was just like, there's no reason Faith had to be a woman. Total SJW bait. 
Uh, it's just like literally the existence of a woman is means is like some controversy. A woman, any minority, anything. It's just it's an SJW plot to destroy yeah. video games somehow. It's like there's no reason Faith is should be a guy either. Like what? Uh, that one just bummed me out. And yeah, why can't a black guy be the battlefield rep? Dumb. Oh my god. So if you got butt steam. Unfortunately, like, we're in the internet, and we're never going to run out of these. Uh, shoot it off, the poly at SoxMakePeopleSexy.net. Either shoot me a link to the post or a picture. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Oh, I can, I can read. Can I read my hate mail? Oh, you got hate mail? Yeah, from the baby boy guy. Oh, oh, okay. Let's hear it. It's just the tweet. All right. It's just, please don't be like, ugh, 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 ugh. Am to our ugh, ugh. That was me. That was me. <laughs> like Shovel Knight from Game of the Year 2014 in the next Sox cast. K, baby boy, thanks. <laughs> Smiley face. Is that really hate mail, though? No, it doesn't. That's the worst I ever get, apparently. That's Cause... the worst it gets. Because I get some pretty bad stuff, usually with the words kill and yourself involved. Uh, I get a lot of that and get raped and oh there's lots of really fun things if you want to talk about hate mail I could really go into yeah. that yeah Ugh. yeah that's kind of like a that's kind of, that tweet and like that one Tumblr post I got one time are like little moments of like huh I really don't get this stuff as often as other people apparently uh. apparently as Lady present as lady people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's your butt steam yeah. rat. Do we have any news? Rat? Oh, sorry. I I thought I dropped for a second. I thought probably, too, so too. Probably cut out. Continue. Do we have uh, any news? I don't think so. We don't have any news. Do you have any news listed? I closed the thing. I was going to mention Nintendo going uh, yeah, positively DMCA, DMCA happy on both AM2R and then there was a, there was a, there was, there was a Nintendo, Nintendo Power, Power archive. It was archived on the internet and they were like, no, it's not. Not anymore. No, <laughs> no. I think that was up like the next day somewhere else, though. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. But yeah, like it shouldn't be a surprise at this point when like this kind of stuff happens because it's not necessarily Nintendo, it's copyright law at this point because every little thing says you have to defend your copyright. Uh, that's so stupid. Though. It really is. It's real stupid. It's like you have to defend your copyright against all possible claims or you can just mysteriously lose your copyright. It's the dumbest mm. thing. It's it's I don't even understand it. Like, so it's like, like I, we, I don't necessarily blame Nintendo in this instance too much. I think that they've I been, tried to get Metroid 2 remake deleted too. I would. Uh, <laughs> they've, but the thing is, they've been so well aware. Like, there's no way they yeah. can they can only just have found out about AM2R. Yeah. Because this thing has been very publicly available. Like, people in, in for a, years were like, "What are you doing? Be quiet about this. They're gonna knock it out." Yeah, I think that they were hoping along the line that sometime, like, either Nintendo would announce something of their own or try to license it or something, but, like, not gonna happen. 
Yeah, it's just like, like, a, like Nintendo, as a Japanese company, they are so fucking far behind the, the curve when it comes to things like this. Yeah. That, that even Capcom were like, hey, like we're going to take this cool Street Fighter Mega Man thing you made, and we're going to officially license it. You know, so... You can't expect Nintendo, a company that has simply refused to change anything about ever wanting to appear like they're from the same century as everybody else. You know, like, like we can't expect Nintendo to have those kinds of of of, of, of modern chops, I guess. You know, they're, they're just so far behind the curve on that kind of thing. And like, you know, that, like Rhett said, you can probably still find that Nintendo Power Archive quite easily, and you're only looking for Nintendo Power out of nostalgia, and it's not really that good anyway, so what are you bitching for? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't know it wasn't available online till now, because I have a bunch of those old issues, and I'm just like, I should just throw these out. I could probably read it online if I really wanted to. <laughs> Perfect timing. I got a bunch of the issues from, like, 2006 to 2008 or something. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about whether I should throw those out or not. I would, but it because those were yeah. like those were cruising like right in the Nintendo's worst yeah. years, really. Like those the, are the the Nintendo yeah. powers that I have or had yeah. are from like ninety one, ninety two, like when the like with like when the SNES yeah. was first launching here and things like that. Like that's where like my Nintendo power stuff is, or like just through that SNES era. There was a lot of cool stuff to see in there, like when Donkey Kong Country was like announced, or when the N64 first got announced. Things like that was that was kind of cool shit to see that you know they were really only yeah. print, that, things that they were really only printing in their own little their own dirty yeah. rag and not sharing with other magazines at the time because they obviously had that liberty to do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, I think that like you know if anything it it would be cool to be able to go online at any time and look for that stuff, but. Yeah. I'm, I'm not really busted up that I can't. Mm-hmm. Also, also that was back when game packs didn't exist. Yeah. So Nintendo Power was more relevant. Yeah. Like, like at some point they like the con- when I was subscribed to it as a t- as a middle schooler, it was at it it was well after they become just you know another video game magazine. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So if we ever looked at like the. I literally cannot name another video game magazine. <laughs> game Pro. Game Pro. Die, game hard, Pro. Ga- die hard Game Fan. Die Hard Game. Oh, okay. Die Hard Game Fan was the best. Oh, EGM like, was the best. I'd like. I'd love to have an archive of Die Hard Game Fan. Those. Those were re- like they were really smart and they were funny. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's really about all there is for news. Just yeah, some unfortunate things that involve copyright law that we really can't do much about unfortunately and you know it feels like this generation is really bumping up against the fact that nothing goes public domain anymore basically yeah yeah because of disney yeah because like Mm -hmm. you'd think stuff from the 80s would like start getting into that by now but it's never going to no it's never gonna happen now just with the way copyright law works and the way that like people people that have the money to pay the lawyers to make you know to pay the lobbyists that make these things the way that they are unfortunately Mm -hmm. they got way more of a voice than we will ever have unfortunately yeah and it's just especially frustrating when the internet has given such a rise to the voice of the people independent like just 
fan creations and stuff, and like all mm. of it's technically illegal and it fucking sucks. Yeah. Uh, people do that for like fan art. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People get real shitty about fan art sometimes too. Oh, it's the worst. Not Japan. Japan is just like we can't fight this. We can't. There is so much porn. Yeah. We just can't fight this. <laughs> All right. Could you imagine if there was a scene oh like that in America, where just like you can buy like insert children's cartoon here doujins at conventions? And I nobody bet. I bet you can. can. I bet you can at My Little Pony oh. conventions. I bet you can. Oh. I fucking bet you can. And I know for sure that at anime cons you can find doujins. Guarantee it. I don't feel it's as big as it is in Japan. No, it's <laughs> obviously not, but I guarantee you... It's a little you, on the down low. I guarantee yeah, you, you go, to, you go to a fucking pony con, I'll goddamn guarantee <laughs> you, one of the first things you find will be like an ad down Artist Alley for somebody either drawing porn or selling porn. Ugh. That's, Ugh. A, that's a comforting thought, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, All right, Rhett, <laughs> let's move it on to questions. If you got questions, shoot them off to podcast at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net or shoot them on over to the Twitter box at SMPS underscore updates. Rhett, I hear we might have questions. We do. Mega Dimension Royan writes in, what are your recommendations for Vita games? And <laughs> I don't have a Vita, so I'll just say Neptunia Rebirth 1, Neptunia Rebirth 3. <laughs> Dragon's Crown, I think, uh, is on Vita. Tearaway Unfolded! Oh, yeah, that's... Well, actually, tear, it's I, just Tearaway on Vita. Oh, yeah, it is just Tearaway, that's right. I recommend Final Fantasy Tactics and Spelunky and Final Fantasy Seven and <laughs> probably Resident Evil. It might not play great. Siphon Filter does not play great with... No, the you, need, you need all four shoulder buttons for, oh, yeah. for, for Siphon Filter. Oh, yeah. Why but they, Spelunky... Every time um, I think about the Vita, I just get mad that they did stupid things like not have the f- fucking proper shoulder buttons. Yeah. It still it just, is... As systems go, it feels really good in my hands. You just have to be able to play it properly. Play it without... But, but it's like the shoulder button thing prevents it from being a PS1 emulator properly. Yeah. And then it prevents yeah. it from being a PS4 controller properly. It's just like, oh, guys, you're so close. Mm-hmm. It's like when Nintendo was like, okay, we're adding an analog stick to the 3DS, but only uh, one. And it's just and Sony's just like, we just went through like six years of hell with only one analog stick on the PSP. Oh and you didn't God. learn it from our mistake. And then it's just like we put out that new 3DS and nothing uses it at all. And well, it's like a tiny weird little nub. Yeah. They couldn't at that point. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's <sighs> Honestly, yeah. like, the Vita is a, a haven for, like, indie, indie, indie games, work. man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, indie games but, are, like, the best way to go. Yep. Yeah, it seems Play like a, a bunch cool of cool indie stuff in PS1 games. But there's, like, no exclusives, really. Because Tearaway and uh, Gravity Rush are on PS4 now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Play a bunch of cool indie games and play a bunch of PS1 RPGs because they won't, it doesn't matter if the shoulder buttons are hard to use. Yeah. Yeah. I think Sweet Coden's on there. Um, I've got definitely got the Final Fantasies. I've got Final Fantasy Origins. I've got just a, there's a shit ton of RPGs that you can play on the Vita. Yeah, there's like a, a lot of good stuff on the Vita. Just probably not Vita games. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I think there's a handful of PSP games you can get to, which I is mean, cool. I mean, like you've got you've got um, uh, the 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 hard, the Sega Hard Girls Neptunia game coming out like in a couple of mm. months. So I mean, that'll be out in October. Yeah, you know, if you like, <laughs> if you do want some Vita exclusives, I'm sure there's some pervy games from Japan you could get, like a uh, Criminal Girls or what's that? Monster Mon uh, piece. Monster Mon piece, yeah. <laughs> Which is also coming to Steam though. Yeah, it is. Boy, and sure that's is. not and that's just to be clear, that's distinct from Monster Masume, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because Monster Masume seems good and wholesome. <laughs> I don't know about the wholesome part. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Next question. <laughs> Raquel writes in What are some dungeons and games you can't stand and why? And I know why she wrote this in, because she really loved the da- last dungeon in Vert's Ark in Neptunia V. Oh, man. Two. That dungeon made me pretty mad, too. I like that one. I, I was like, like wow, it. this dungeon's fucking huge in like half an hour without a save point. It made me mad because the visibility was crap. It was just like, where am I going? Like, what the fuck? I was opening the map, like, a lot. Yeah, like, I just, like, I could not keep track of my whereabouts there because the actual platforms just kind of, like, like, their alpha blending was very weird and they kind of just blended into each other. Maybe it was just because of my hardware, I don't know, but it just, like, the the, the platforms looked kind of bad and were just very not discernible. But that dungeon comes to mind? Uh specific dungeon the tower of babel uh in uh, xenogears is pretty, oh, yeah, that's pretty awful. infamous it's I think so that weird I... that's so bad it's i honestly so think that's that, like, where i stopped i don't blame it's so weird you to me that like an 80 hour game can have like this one section that's just like sticks out to everyone in their heads you know like that's you do old, the that's jumping, and then you fall, and you go, fuck this, and you never play the game again. And then there's the parts oh. where, like, later in the dungeon, when you're past some of the jumping, where you have to go onto these platforms that have mandatory fights on them. You can't skip <laughs> these fights. You've also got to conserve fuel for a big boss fight coming up. So, mm. it's ridiculous. And if you fall down, you get to fight the fights again. And guess what's easy to do? Fall down. It is the. It's such a terribly designed dungeon. Mm. But God, that yeah, jumping Jer- part at the start, trying to jump on the, yeah. the swinging rope. The first time I played that game, it took me literally fifteen minutes to find the angle. Jesus. I yeah, honestly basic. think that's where I stopped playing that game. For I don't good. blame you. Like I, I like Xenogears, and I don't blame you for quitting there. Hmm. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know. I didn't know you, you liked Xenogears because I I do kind of, kind of eye it at times. I like Xenogears. Um, I think that it's probably a little too up its own ass at times because <laughs> it really is. It really is up yeah. its own ass. But, but that's Xenosaga. That's but that's, that's also Xenosaga. Yes, and I and you I can... think that Xenosaga is a, a much better than Xenogears. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, something to be said for that kind of late '90s square sense; those kind of sense, they're just that sensibility Absolutely. they brought to their PS1 output. Um, yeah, even the bad stuff is like at least kind of interesting or compelling. Um, but basically, whenever I hate dungeons in a game, I tend to just hate all the dungeons in the game. <laughs> Does that make sense? 
it's because it's a game that's terrible at having dungeons in them. Like the first thing that came to mind was like, oh, any level in Secret of Mana. Yeah, those, uh, are, those are all pretty bad. Yeah, any level in Final Fantasy One: Dawn of Souls edition, because oh, yeah. after after the fourth town, you can buy ninety nine others for very little money. Yeah. And then so it's just can... trivial, and then you're getting in random fights, and they're just irritating at that point. Yeah, because they're like every five steps still, Yep. but there's no resource drain that matters, so it's just the most um, brain-dead thing. Yeah. Um, and then I have one dun- – there's one dungeon that came to mind that's just – not because it's bad, but because um, of my experience with it, the sewer in Chrono Trigger. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, of, the yeah. sewer in Chrono really? Trigger is not very good. Yeah. Um, there's a couple cute beats, but do you know where you have to w- run behind the wall? That's so, get... like that. How do people like? I know I accidentally just found it, but I've seen okay. so many people stream that game get so stuck. Because I had a used copy of the game that had New Game Plus already enabled. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to that point like two or three times and then went, huh. And then started over from the beginning <laughs> because I was, a. that's how I played. That's how I played the game Yeah. because I was like, I was like seven. You were a baby. You were a baby. So I was like, I like most like, half the words I did. Yeah. So this half was like the words I didn't understand. <laughs> so this was like four years ago. How, so I, I didn't know how to equip weapons for the most part. Yeah. So getting through the game was kind of a struggle. Um, so I would just get to a point where I'd get stuck and then like, I'll just start from the beginning because th- that would be the part I was comfortable with and it would still be really fun. Um, so that's far in the game, though. Yeah. So I got up to that point a lot. And then at one point, like third time through, I was like, I just walked behind it. And then I was like, what? What? <laughs> yep. That was probably what? that was probably my reaction. And what? I and I was a good like eight nine years older than you. Oh. Oh. So that sticks in my mind as a moment in that game. <laughs> just, it's, I just kind of delight every time I get to it now. It's like, wow, that was, that was momentous previously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After the ocean palace is after Dalton. It's after, cause I never went to that area before, um, before, yeah, um, you don't have going, reason to. to. Yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, every, everything I, is scale. Like, everything in that area is scaled to like the first time you go back. The first time you go to the future. That's why, like, when you go there, everything is such a pushover. Is because it's scaled to be fought at like level six to nine. Mm-hmm. Like the crawly fight. That yeah, the crawly fight really that you real. that you win in literally one hit. Um. Um. That's sort of a weird beat of the game anyway, because, like, they have to have Marl have this flashback to you going to that area yeah. when you don't didn't go to the area. Probably it's, like, one of the only times. Where, yeah. Only one of the one of the few times in the games where you can f- see them, like, going, oh, shit. They're fudging oh, it. Oh, fuck. What do we <laughs> we've we've got to fudge it. we got to fudge it. We need to get this game out finished. Let's fudge it. We'll fix it later. Yeah. Fix yeah. it in post. Fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, that's all I can think of. Yeah, the Castlevanias um, post symphony are basically extended dungeon crawlers <laughs> that are just just all bad dungeons. Boring. Just all bad uh, dungeons. It's, it's one big bad dungeon. 
times seven plus bloodstain. <laughs> Polly, are you ready for the worst question we've ever got? Oh, wow. Hello. It's going to take some time. We've had some pretty bad questions. Those early days with Moosey. Well, okay, uh, constantly... not bad. Uh-huh. Difficult. Okay, let's go. Right. Royan writes in again. If you had to spend your life with one waifu, who would it be? I have. That wasn't hard. Oh, that's... <laughs> that wasn't hard. That wasn't hard. Nope. I pick, I pick Anna. <laughs> well, for fuck's sake. <laughs> All right, Y'all are... Who's your wifey? I don't know. I have too oh, many. You didn't think this out? I just saw this question just now. Well, I'm polyamorous. Let's see, the thing is, like, I'm a polygamist, so <laughs> I can also choose Uzume. Oh. Oh. Boom. Boom. I am for Uzume. Dems, dems my peeps. <laughs> dems who mm. I've been down with. Okay, I changed my answer to Anna and just... Oh, for fuck's sake. sake. Okay, continue. All okay, right. I, I'm gonna actually read the full question. If you spend your life with one wife, who would it be? Who who would be your one night stand? Hmm. Hmm. Right, Anna and <laughs> one waifu. Anna's I know Anna waifu, for so you... waifu. No, and... Anna for wife and somebody for waifu. Mm. Oh, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Look, I just saw this art of a snake boy on Tumblr, and I just want that to be the one night stand, okay? <laughs> What's that game, Boyfriend to Death? Yeah. <laughs> that would be a one night stand because it would be Quite literally. Night. There would be no more standing after that night. Okay. Snake boy and Strahd. All right, we're good. Uh, one mm. night stand is uh, Marvelous AQL. Okay. Now, Rhett, uh, answer the question! Okay, One Night Stand Noir Waifu Uzume. Wow, blonde left out in the cold. You can be a polygamist like me. Wait, could you could you read, could you say your thing one, one more time? No. Okay. <laughs> say it again, Rhett! One Night Stand Noir Waifu Uzume. Cool. <laughs> Like John's I said, like, John's blonde. like, I need to get a clean sample. <laughs> no, I was looking. I was looking for my snake boy. So I oh my, my snake blonde boy. left out in the cold. Well, she's Ouch. from Lowy. It's it's always cold there. Good point. <laughs> blonde is cute, but she's kind of young looking. Yes, that Anna. Anna was a little wig. <laughs> Anna does not. Yeah. Look. <laughs> Blonde already belongs to the certain artist. I don't know if you've heard Oh, yeah. <laughs> he really likes Blonde. Yeah. All right, next question, then. Um, Freezing Inferno writes in, What's a game you've wanted to love but just couldn't get into no matter how hard you tried? We've answered this one before. So while you guys were talking about that Dungeon and Chrono Trigger, though, I was looking at my Steam list uh -huh. for the game with the most hours that I have that I haven't finished. Mm-hmm. And the answer ended up being Hyper Devotion Noir, which is just oh, a game wow. I can't get into. Uh, mine would, mine is um, 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 Dust Dust Force. Yeah, oh. I, I really, I, I, I want to like that game so much. 
I bounced off it so fast, I was just like, oh, yeah, fuck this. Like, I think that the game has a lot of heft to it. It feels good. I like the way the characters move. I think the dust-sweeping mechanic is really neat, and it's got a great style. It's just, boy, your grading system really ruined that game for, like, everybody. Yeah. Like, that's the one thing. Everybody I've talked to that doesn't like that game, it's just like, wow, too bad I have to get an S ranking on every stage in order to get anywhere, huh? Yeah, I've seen a lot of indie games do that, and it's just like, guys, no, like, that's not going to help. Like, if they're worried people are going to be done in, like, an hour or something, but it's just like, oh, but as soon as I see that lock that goes, oh, now replay these levels, I'm just like, oh, now yeah, I'm done. Yeah, now I'm finished. Yeah. So do we have any more questions? Or does John, ha- does John have a game yeah, that he... Does John have I a game... I, see, I just definitely Secret of Mana. Like, yeah, wow. so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can agree with that. Okay, okay. So now, now, no more questions. We're done. Yep. yep. All right. So if you got questions, shoot them to podcast at socksmakepeoplesexy.net. And if you got butt steam, send it to Polly at socksmakepeoplesexy.net. And also our Twitter at smps underscore updates. John Thire, where can we find you? Um, farawaytimes.com Rhett, where can we find in, you? In 3.tumblr.com You can find me at my dumb website and remember we're the podcast that loves you We're the only ones that love you Ooh.